Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. This is RS1, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to a Saturday morning. It's exactly half 11 in the UK. I'm John Heindhoff, and we're bringing you some live racing today from the virtual world, because that's pretty much all that is going on at the moment. It is round two of the digital Nürburgring Langstrecken series powered by VCO, Virtual Competition Organisation. We're calling it the NLS, powered by VCO. And it's John Hindhoff and Bruce Jones bringing this to you in sound and vision uh, as far uh, as we are concerned today. Uh, Weather is pretty good in terms of uh, the virtual weather at the Nürburgring. Good morning to Bruce Jones. Good morning, John. And to think that uh, 12 months ago when we had not virtual racing, not digital racing, but the real thing, it was actually snowed off this second round of the uh, what was then the VLN. So a slight improvement today and obviously track conditions look very good, but super impressed. I've been watching qualifying uh, for the last while. We've still got the quickest cars to come out yet in the top class, but it really is very impressive indeed. Uh, For those of you got the... uh video up as well you can probably see the sp9 the gt3 field are in the pit lane ready to go for their qualifying we don't often get the opportunity bruce to qual to uh, cover the qualifying uh, but we will get uh, that today a word uh, about the uh, what you're going to see today the race itself is three hours uh, and Uh, That is uh, up to four drivers. I'm just looking through the list. I don't think anybody has got four drivers. I think most people are doing this with two or three drivers. And, of course, as I've said that, there is one car I've just found, the Euro Motorsports uh, Cup 2 Porsche uh, entry, uh, which has Inho Yeon, Yihan An, Ye Hong Beng and Yong Hu Young. Uh, on that uh, as well uh, so that is a four car field sp9s will go out first then the cup class cars and the tcrs and what we're going to see here is something a little bit different because you are allowed to do the shortcut and then start your for your fast lap uh, that means that you don't have to do a full warm-up lap on the Nordschleife. the track that we're using here exactly like the real world which is through the uh, mercedes arena Uh, and then the shorter version of the Grand Prix circuit. And, Bruce, you checked out the the results of the first race, which was held a a few weeks ago, as the first runners are already heading through that shortcut and uh, uh, through the shorter run, rather, uh, and onto the second part of the Grand Prix loop. Um, The first race was held under foggy conditions uh, and uh, turned up a a very, very competitive race as well. And, And who came out on top? It was the one-target team that came out on top. Gunnar Meeson, the winner, but only by a really small margin over Patrick Mulbacher. But just looking at the reality of this virtual racing, is one of the things when you commentate on the VLN, which from this season is now called the NLS, is you get, it's like a day in Norfolk, you get every form of weather through the course of the race. And many a time I've been, well, 
always being the eternal optimist, I'm going, I'm sure the fog is clearing and you can hardly see the sides of the circuit. So the drivers all know this. But the thing that really, really strikes me is how seriously some manufacturers, notably BMW, are taking this virtual racing world because they do some of their drivers do so much sim work anyhow to develop the real racing cars and you can see them starting to rise their way up the order but of course they're at a disadvantage because some of these sim racers uh, do precious little else and are absolutely amazing and used to in that stateside in the IMSA series as well with their virtual series but uh, the racing drivers are starting to fight back we've got four DTM champions in this race alone and a lot of drivers who have huge success over the last handful of years in the VLN so they know the track but of course the vagaries they have to get used to with the virtual world. You know, it, they're learning as they go. We'll go through some of the uh, particular rules. Um, those of you who are familiar with iRacing, now let's see, let's just see if people go out onto the Nordschleife. Yes, they are going out onto the Nordschleife here. Ah, now that looked like the cut-through was closed there. That's not what I was led to believe from the... Uh, uh, from the very comprehensive driver briefing notes it really was john but in fact i think the the cut into the pits is marginally earlier ah. than that point i had a little look at the map there are two pit entries and the first one is the one you have to take thank you okay bruce thank you for but that those, that briefing note it took me about half a morning and two mugs of coffee to get through mm. absolutely so detailed uh, if you are looking for an entry list uh, if you uh, search uh, the uh, web that should in fact, actually I posted a link to the entry list on the uh, uh, Radio Show Limited listeners collective thread yesterday, and there's a very healthy thread on there at RSL underscore Studio. By the way, um, if you want to get in touch with us, I have got one of the multiple screens here uh, up for the the socials uh, at the moment, uh, and we should have a if you're watching on uh, Radio Show Limited as well. Um, I'll try and get you a link to the timing that we're using uh, at the moment. Uh, right, let's uh, go through some of the drivers. And we've got a, a, our entry list that we have been given are very good indeed. It's the GT3, the SP9 cars that are out at the moment. Number two, Vodafone, Vodafone team get speed, real world team with a Mercedes GT3. Fabian Schiller's doing the qualifying and then uh, Philippe Nola is the second driver. Dirk Muller's qualifying with Nico Bastian jumping in after him in the uh, Black Falcon Mercedes Team AM Solutions Mercedes AMG GT3. That's the number four car. The Phoenix Racing number four, number five, excuse me, the eSport Orange entered Audi. Max Hoffer will do the qualifying and start the race. Then it's Daniel Longerich and Bjorn Dietz uh, who will follow him in that order. hope you're writing these down for later. The Schnitzenrelm Racing, Schnitzenslem Racing, excuse me, Mercedes is the number 11. Uh, and that is Markel Markovitz with uh, Michael Brautigam and Marcel will finish it off. Mike Rockenfeller is the qualifier and the start driver for Phoenix number 14 Audi with Richard Westbrook and Kevin Volk. I was watching Richard doing some practice uh, earlier this morning, actually. He looked a bit tidy after going out very early on indeed and threatening to um, sell his sim rig to the highest bidder after a bit of a disaster early doors, not of his making, I should make, uh, make clear, uh, when... Uh, a back marker, I think it was Mark Allen, took him out 
in the IMSA race when he was the best Ford, actually, at that point. So Westy's in the 14 car with Mike Rockenfeller and Kevin Volk. 13 car collection, sim racing team, Christopher Harzer, Milan Donci and Jens Althaus. They'll be racing that number 33 Audi in that order. And the first name driver that I give you will be the qualifier. Valken Horse BMW. Now, it's Z4s in uh, this competition. GT3 versions of the Z4. That'll please a lot of people because um, the uh, uh, because they are such a, a very uh, lovely car and very much a fan favourite. David Pittard, Sam Michaels and Scott Michaels. Michael Jensen for Falcon Horse, their second car, the number 35. Jordi Fannin and Chris Cronyers. Phil Ellis, Mark and uh, Deanst. Marvin Deans, excuse me, and Jack Sedvish as the HTP Windward Motorsport Mercedes number 84. And just picking out one or two more, Merkel Bortolotti's in the team uh, uh, WRT 88 with Mattia Drudy. Uh, Dries Vanto's in there in a WRT car. Bruno Spengler. Now watch out for Bruno Spengler. He's got the uh, YouTube sensation Jimmy Broadbrank and Niels Cook with him in another BMW Z4, and that's Team BMW Bank. That's a works entered car. Dominic Bauman in the 107. Uh, he's qualifying. Martin Tomchik for BMW Team Green Hell in a Z3. That's the 1112. Uh, we've got Mark Bessing in a Z4 as well. That's the 118 team. And going through Philip Eng, that was the other one I wanted to mention. Proof 189 in a BMW 2. Now, John, it's happening in the real world at the same time. I've just heard notification. We talked about how much uh, sim work a lot of these pro drivers do. And one who's competing uh, this morning and this afternoon, um, Jody Fannin. I hear he does. Peter Snowden's just tweeted in. He does between six and eight hours of uh, sim work a day. And he competes in the regular NLS, or he will when we get going. But right now, keeping his hand in and look out for him. He's uh, certainly one to watch in the second of the two Walken Horse Motorsport BMW Z4s. My shame is we can't hear those beauties because the Z4 engine just is magnificent to the ear. Yeah, we'll work on uh, that in just a few moments' time, uh, proving some concepts here with our colleagues, our normal colleagues at uh, uh, the Nürburgring who are putting all this together. And by the way, the, all of the all of the communications that we have had uh, has come from ADAC and this is taken very seriously indeed. I reckon it's 24 uh, of the GT3 cars, Bruce. Uh, I had 12 of the uh, Cup 2, which is Porsche 911 uh, cars. They'll come out later on, the Porsche 911 Cup cars. Matt Campbell, Pat Shalowski, uh, amongst the drivers there I, as well. John, I think they've done their qualifying. Oh, did they do theirs earlier? Yes, they, they had a 40-minute session for the three classes. Then it's 15 of this, and then we'll get racing. And when I last looked, I think Matt, well, when I looked, Matt Campbell, I think, was fifth in qualifying. But you said he's uh, obviously it, put him in the put in the real metal, and he's a superstar. But he's clearly pretty quick at this as well. Well, Matt Campbell has, um, I, I, in golfing terms, he's a wee bit of a, of a, of a bandit for uh, for his iRacing rating. Um, everybody who does iRacing has a unique account number and therefore everything they do is monitored and that's going to become important uh, later on when we start telling you about stop and go penalties that you might see later on. And, and Matt doesn't have a great iRacing road rating, but that's because he doesn't do that that much. 
But what he does do is a lot of other online racing. And he is... Uh, very good indeed, and he was very disappointed that he didn't get a, what he would have said was a fair run uh, at, at Sebring a little while ago. So five minutes still to go on this, and uh, let's get some times then as the uh, GT3s are pounding around at the moment. Well, just to give you a guide, John, the fastest time so far by the driver we've seen for quite a while at the front, uh, Philippe Eng, is 13 seconds quicker than the best of the Porsche 911 Cup class cars. And that's the first lap. Let's see what he manages next time around. But he was being trailed by one of the Audis. I didn't understand why that was sitting right under his rear wing. I don't think it helped the Audi. 750.492 for Philippe Eng in the, in the BS Competition 189 car. Bruno Spengler out on the circuit at the moment about two and a half minutes in to his lap Spengler driving the number 107 team BMW bank car hot from victory in the IMSA Super Saturday event where he and Nicky Katzberg quite frankly dominated the event they were uh, slightly put to the sword in qualifying that event by a privateer team by the uh, Robbie Forley driven Turner Motorsport BMW that was GT E cars of course uh, but they dispatched Robbie fairly unceremoniously by about lap three, by about turn three of the first lap. Bruno then took advantage of a Nicky Katzberg error at turn seven in front of the hotel and went on to win. And this uh, black, uh, this black livery with the BMW bank sponsorship and BMW taking, as many of these real world teams do, taking it very seriously nowadays. So just heading down the hill now, about a third or half away around the circuit. The Serpentine run down to the bridge, which is the secondary on-ramp for tourist firing, for tourist laps. Look for the road coming in from the right. That's your breaking point. Slightly uphill into this next right-hander. Actually, that's not where he is, is he? My no, it's not. He's, he's coming down, down to it now. Yes, I was I was a little bit previous there. He hadn't missed the, missed the uh, come round the hairpin. So coming up to the area of the circuit, Bruce Jones, where Nicky Lauda had his terrible accident. Yeah, up towards Bergwerk. And uh, again, you have to learn, learn, learn this circuit. And you were saying you were a little bit previous guessing where you were on the, where you were on the circuit. Imagine doing that as a driver when you, you're coming up over a crest thinking it's fine, it goes left. A lot of them, when they start, they learn by looking to see where the gaps in the trees are as they go up ridges. But so much to learn. But so many of these drivers over the last handful of years, five years or so, uh, the BLM um, has attracted better and better fields. The Nürburgring 24 hours has got bigger and bigger and better. And a lot of pro drivers wouldn't have looked at this championship. It was for gentleman drivers five years ago. But now so many pros and so many who take it very seriously, seriously indeed. Time's getting faster and faster at the top of the field. Agustin Canapino. 7 minutes 47.9 he's two and a half seconds clear in the number 186 Marla Racing Team Audi so he really has got to get up and go he was the one tucked in behind Philip Eng and I was just saying I thought on that outlap he was wasting his time a little bit but clearly put it to good use now top of the charts two and a half seconds clear of Philip Eng thanks for all your comments on at RSL underscore studio our colleagues at TV worked very hard a bit of a problem with the sound we hear earlier on that has now been fixed if 
you get any issues, don't forget, the audio is on RS1. So if you want to take us with you and you haven't got the bandwidth to deal with audio and video through the three-hour race, uh, which is coming up today, then you've got the option of audio only on RS1. Spengler then, looking for a time better than that new fastest by Augustine Canapino and for the Marla Racing Team, Marla Racing Team, 7.47.945 now, the fastest time. Down through Flansgarten and towards the second of the carousels, the smaller of the two carousels. You're on the way home now down to Schwalbenschwanz and then the small carousel and then the Gallows Head corner which leads on to the Dottiger Hope coming through towards that area of the track now and that's really when you know if you've got a good lap going you've got to keep it together that number 107 then looking for a time Max Huffer in third for Phoenix Sport in the number 5 Audi then Jesse Cron for BMW in the 108 in third David Pittard for BMW the Volkman horse number 34 in fifth position separated by just five seconds these uh, top runners and that's very close indeed for the what is it 15 miles and a bit of yeah, the combined circuit 24.358 kilometers and uh, just talking about that run through galgen kopf onto uh, the long blast home that is the place where an awful lot of the overtaking is going to be uh, coming to pass because you can get close to people around the full Nordschleifer circuit but finding your space to, to make a move is quite another thing don't forget multi-class racing four classes but for the SP9 class GT3 have we got a new name at the top no but we've got a new name in second Mirko Bortolotti has gone through for Audi in the distinctive white green and black car second position for E-Team WRT and that number 88 car ahead of Philip Eng now on the inside of row two then Max Hoffer for Phoenix then VRS Sim Sport, Jesse Cron in fifth position, then David Pittard, then Race Union, the 87 car, and then the BMW Junior team, Neil Verhagen in that car. So where did uh, where did Spengler come through? I didn't see his time drop in there. Has he just gone through that? He's uh, eighth fastest, John. He's six seconds. Oh, that's just dropped in. Yep, see that? Excellent. Just ahead of Neil Verhagen. Thank you. Then Fabian Schiller, then Yannick Mettler, then Dominic Bauman, then Martin Tomczyk, then Richard Westbrook in the Phoenix Racing eSports team. So Westy must be in two cars there, is he? Which I hadn't noticed, because he wasn't supposed to be qualifying. It was Rockenfeller who was meant to be qualifying that car, the Phoenix number 14. Um, Quite right, must have been using um, a non-working virtual alarm clock this morning. Missed his call. <laughs> And for people asking, when we are giving these names, sorry, I've got a virtual <coughs> tickle in the throat there. Um, these are the real people we're talking about. This is not people taking the name of any of these drivers, uh, Bruce. These are actually the real drivers taking part, as well as some uh, virtual Nürburgring specialists. Yeah, no inverted commas here. These are drivers who are desperate to get out on the circuit, but what better way? keeping their competitive edge honed and also just simply doing it for the love of racing and something to do a lot of these drivers all geared up for racing season that would normally start pretty much now march going into april it's all on hold so trying to prove they're being competitive souls the best of the best 
in another form of racing and virtual racing growing almost by the week at the moment quite extraordinary and may i say also the images and uh, the number of shots we have around the circuit makes uh, it's truly magnificent because of course with a circuit that's 24 kilometers long it's very difficult to get enough cameras to cover all the corners so we rely a lot on onboard footage um but, and you can find that on the vln.de site you can go to the onboard footage uh, section but uh, certainly brilliant brilliant shots particularly yep. the ones like the one we're seeing now with the drone image yeah and a new uh, a new uh, pole position for the williams esports 109 team uh, that time uh, set by uh, sammy sammy matty trogan yes i was just checking to make sure it was the right person who'd done that this is an audi r8 lms that's gone to the top now so two audis at the top then BMW, then Mercedes, then Bertolotti and another Mercedes, then the Valkenhorst of BMW of David Pittard. That's your top half dozen. Bortolotti and Audi, John. Of course, we always think of Bortolotti as Lamborghini. Yes. He went to Audi last year. Still there with the, the, the queue. Is the, the key is Team WRT, of course. Almost lifelong Audi running team. But great mix of cars at the top. Uh, will anyone beat 7 minutes 46.1 seconds? It's almost two seconds to the good over Agustin Canapino, who put his Audi top briefly, but it's only a 15-minute session, so it's uh, starting to wind up. But Bruce, the top 10 separated by 6.5 seconds, and the top 20 by barely 10 seconds. Uh, that is going to make that top 24 for the SP9 category supremely competitive. We will, by the way, see a staggered start with the... SP9's going off first, then the SP, uh, then the um, class cup uh, three class, uh, cup two class. Can we get this right, Hank? Need another cup of coffee. Cup two class for the Porsches. Twelve of those, eleven of the cup three GT4 Caymans, and then TCR uh, is uh, another ten of those following in behind. Those are the classes Falkenhorst and Mikkel Jensen out on the circuit in the total machine getting airborne on the far side of the circuit really hard to feel in the virtual world and this is one of the things I've talked to some of the drivers about a good chat with Bruno Spengler about this about only being able to see the cues Bruce of what's going on with the car and particularly on a circuit like Sebring which was bumping and here at the Never Nordschleifer through the Graciola carousel uh, for Mikkel Jensen at the moment. Just being able to take the cues of what the car's doing from the visual rather than the physical and what you can feel through your backside, that makes things really, really difficult. In, entirely so. I remember some of the very early driving rigs that were being set up. One of the hardest things for them to dial in was pitch and yaw, which obviously really do give that feel you require to get the seat of your pants filled. But it is something, it's still artificial, but some very good brains have made it better and better. But again, stepping from a, a piece of metal into racing in the virtual world does take a few strides. Jensen's see gonna how be... good Jimmy Broadbent is as we get well, work he, our he way is, through the whole equation. He is quite good, actually. He is quite good, particularly in the iRacing world. Uh, Jensen's not going to be a million miles off here. He's got about 10 seconds, a little under that, to get to the line uh, to challenge pole position. Uh, well, there goes Paul. He's going to be in the top. Is he going to be in the top 10? Here he comes now. Well, the gap went from 1.8 seconds to uh, 0.36, but it's still 
Sammy Matty Trogan from Agustin Canapino just waiting for the time to come up there. Canapino, uh, 7.46.5. And there was the Mikkel Jensen going through in ninth position for that one. And Valkenhorst. So Valkenhorst with two cars in the top nine. Uh, we've got Williams Esport from Marla Racing Team from BS Competition from HTP Winwood. Philip Ellis qualifying for them. Through goes uh, Florian Baudin in the race union and he's gone through in the red, white and black Audi. What's not like to like about that one, he's gone into the top ten as well. Five seconds or so off the leader in the 87 car. That's the number 11 AMG going through. That's the uh, Schnitzelam Racing Mar uh, Marcel Markovitz doing the qualifying duties for that car. Great sound, that Mercedes rumble, isn't it? Now he's uh, backing off a bit, but it look, looking very good indeed for the Audis at the top. Still Sammy Matty Trogan. I'm trying to see if there are any cars still to take the finish. I think we're pretty much there, but uh, 0.3 of a second to the good. The 109 Audi ahead of the 186. Good qualifying session. Very and good indeed. Grid. And look how close things are at the top of the field. Uh, with just 0.36 of a second between the Williams eSport pole position Audi Marl e-racing team in second place also for Audi uh, and in third place the first of the BMWs Bruce yeah indeed and then we get great chassis uh, variety because in fourth place is the first the Mercedes with uh, Philip Ellis who does so much racing in Germany right up there Mirko Bortolotti we mentioned him up into fifth place for Audi then uh, David Pittard races a lot on the Nürburgring it's really the track that's made his name and Walken Horse very much keep him under his wing he is sick Jesse Crone in seventh and Jesse the most successful driver competing here this weekend in terms of uh, NLS series wins uh, not series wins uh, race wins he has three to his name in real metal so good qualifying but uh, the first two a three and a bit seconds clear of the best of the rest. So Philip Eng's got a lot to do, but it's a three-hour race, driver changes, etc. So plenty of things can change. David Greeson, the 13th fastest overall reigning champion in one of the junior classes, but enough to take the overall title last year. Really, really competitive here. So he'll be enjoying being up in the top class with Adrenaline Motorsport in their Mercedes. And Bruno Spengler, at the end of it, John, ended up down in 16th place. So going back down to the tail end of the grid, Marcel Machovitz, we saw him, yeah, 17th, and 24 cars in all, 23 in all, in fact, uh, Nico Bastian, bottom of the pile. So it's Bruce Jones and John Hindor for you here on the digital Nürburgring Langstrecken series, uh, powered by VCO. Good to have your company this morning. Apologies for my slight absence there. Um, part of my rather heartier breakfast than I'd um, uh, planned originally. Uh, slightly disagreeing with the back of my throat there. Uh, Cup 2 class. Uh, SimRC Cup 2 leading that out from the Asher Racing Car in second. Black Falcon in third. These are all Porsche 911 Cup cars. Then Sim Racing Academy. Uh, and going further down, Matt Campbell, as Bruce mentioned earlier on. That is Matt Campbell, the Porsche Works driver. For Manti Racing in fifth position ahead of HZ Performance and the rest of that grid going through. And I think I said there was a round dozen of those cars, uh, of which only it would appear only 10 qualified. 
So we lost a couple of entries there. The Cup 3 category is for Porsche Cayman GT4s. Corsim Racing uh, on top with the 303 cars. But look at how tight that was as well. Just a couple of tens from Zorg Rensport and their GT4 uh, machine in second, the triple three. Notice the Cup 2 cars have numbers that start with twos, threes for the Cup 3s. That's really rather helpful. And the TCRs are, are numbers above that, 400 and above. Corsim Racing second car with uh, Carl Jansen in sixth position uh, ahead of the rest of the field and there should have been 11 cars qualifying in that cup three category which should leave us with uh, three more to give you the times for Schubert Motorsport Black Falcon ah in fact ah, I wonder if somebody swapped uh, classes then with uh, Nürburgring Esports and Robert Brennan bringing up the back of the field but only 14 seconds away from pole position and the rest of the field are the touring car class. TCR always been welcomed into the NLS events, the new name for... Well, in fact, VLN still are, are the organising and overarching body, uh, but it is now the Nürburgring Langstrecken series, and therefore the digital version is mirroring that. SimRC on top of the pile there as well with the 476 ahead of course. Sim Racing T3 Motorsport by BKP and Full Send Racing. And again, look how tight these cars are these are modeled uh, mostly audis uh, being used uh, this weekend and modeled on the front wheel drive tcrs of course uh, somewhere over 300 horsepower in real life uh, four or five door cars and the audi rs3 tcr the weapon of choice here schubert motorsport there fabio uh, sherman at the back of that field but again in eighth position only uh, eight, uh, four seconds off the field. Wolf Motorsport, Ultimate, Team Nürburgring and the Girls Only by Nürburgring Esports. I reckon we've seen a couple of entries from the Cup 2 swap classes there because I had 12, 11 and 10. Um, and and now we've, we had, uh, I think we had 12 and 12 there in the, t in the TCR class and the Cup 3 class. So I just wonder if there's been a little bit of swappage of entries. Well, Bruce... Are you ready for this? Three hours is on the clock and we have the Porsche safety car in the works colours ready to bring the cars around at approximately 85 kilometres an hour as it said in the driver's briefing. I very much like the fact you can nip straight out of qualifying, don't have to wait for them to do the massive uh, run back round or even the cut through and we go literally straight into the race. So it's two Audis at the front, the uh, one you can see 88 at uh, should it be at the sharp end of the queue. In fact, it's 109 on pole. It's Sammy Matty Trogan. But uh, bring on the racing. And as you said, these uh, four classes from SP9, which is the GT3 cars you see at the front of the field now, they will go first. The other three groups will be separated uh, by... Is it a minute, John, or 30 seconds between the groupings? I can't remember. I've, I got tired reading all through those uh, the notifications, the driver's briefing. And with all the screens I've got here, of course, uh, the one that I have that on is my phone, um, which isn't here. Uh, and uh, I've taken that away. At RSL underscore studio, there will be gaps between the field as the iRacing Porsche safety car begins to lead the field away. Sammy Matty Strogan in the blue, white and black of the Williams eSports team on the right-hand side of the circuit as far as the driver's concerned as they head down towards the Bilstein Bridge and the last part of the Dottinger Hoa 
then the remainder of the field will get gridded up and they must be in full two by two formation as they go under the Bilstein Bridge. I well, even I saw a tutorial dog. online, Bruce, about uh, how to do the rolling starts here. It's all been planned very carefully indeed. Well, I just think it's extraordinary, the level of preparation. These, these, this would have been something they were building for a while, but the fact the button had to be pressed to go green, they already had the first round, but uh, the reality, the realism is enormous. But just bear in mind, those two Audis were three seconds quicker than the best the rest in qualifying. Yes, it was a two-lap qualifying session for them, but this may come to bear. But they're not solus drivers. These cars will all have driver changes. But look out for Philip Eng in the first of those two BMWs tucked in behind. He's in car number 189. And, and he is a very tough racer in real life he certainly is uh, mistakes and careless driving will be punished uh, the incident points are being racked up 20 for your first stop and go and then five for subsequent yellow flags taken away and we're under green and the mercedes from the third row has a real good run down the outside and that black Merc, the amg gt3 is up into at least second position there's a bmw come through there as well bruce but from the front row great start by sammy matty trogan and philip ellis has got the best start of the mercedes in the htp windward car up into second position fantastic run already a spinner behind as they go through the amg arena uh, who's the bmw who's come up into third position was that the but it's it's uh, Philip Payne who, who, got yes. up, who got up into second place I thought he'd hold it in the opening corner but Philip Ellis around the outside and the driver who spun oh great irony of it all is Jesse Crone I've just flagged him up as the driver who has the most success of this field in in metal here around the Nürburgring Nordschleife he got it wrong at the exit of the Mercedes here's, Arena here's and here's our second batch of cars led by Claudius Veed for CMRC Cup 2 then Asher Racing and Martin Asher and the leading pair in the Porsche 911 Cup class, the Cup 2s come to the line. Shalowski, Yuris and Thomas Asmussen as well. Asmussen having a look down the inside, trying to make up some positions. But from the pole, it looks like the 276 has got the start that they were looking for. A little bit wide there for the 291 of Mario Juris for Sim Racing Academy. And he's dropped... I was about to say he's dropped a couple of positions, but he's managed just about to hold on to fourth position as they head onto the shortened Grand Prix loop for their first time. Remember, three-hour race, pit stops, yes, stop-and-go penalties for incidents will be coming into play at some stage and regulations very similar to real life. There's live adjudication here. As the Cup 3 came, the Cup 4 Caymans come through. GT4 Caymans come through. Now, uh, this uh, is always a class that I know, Bruce, that you are very happy watching because they well, often come, come to their race end uh, a few minutes after everybody else. Uh, I certainly do, but also they are incredibly close. It doesn't matter if it's a three-hour race, a four-hour race, and the, the longest one of their series, the six-hour race. These cars are just stapled together. There are other classes, the BMW Cup class, where they, it's like a five-lap sprint, but they stay so close. And at any point, as the TV direction must go, oh, let's just see how the Cup class is going. And there they are, as though they're just racing for the first time. And in fact, even more so... Uh, than in, in the metal racing is, is the fact that uh, the, I think people have been encouraged to take quite a few risks on this opening lap. Yes, you mentioned they might be punished, but we saw 
in the Cup 2 class. We saw a spinner. I couldn't identify it, but there they were, three quarters into the race meeting. It is three-hour race going for a little rotation. So the temptation is too much for some. And it is a bit of a wide run there for the Yellow Cayman. Let's go to the fourth group and Jürgen Frank for SimRC TCR with Marius Gollenbuch alongside him for Core Sim Racing. Then Oliver Ackerman and Steen Ledger. The full send racing. One, two, three, four across the track down into the tricky downhill braking area for turn number one. The core colours resplendent in second position. You'll pick that one out relatively easily but it is the Paul Mann who's got away nicely for the Nürburgring Esports uh, for the SimRC TCR team Jürgen Frank in the 476 pressure in behind though from Marius Gollenbeck for course sim racing watch out for Steen at Ledger in the full set racing 485 car all Audi TCR category looking further back to the, down the field John Atkinson Jr for Phoenix in the Typical Phoenix colours, the 405 there. And Schubert Motorsport as well with Fabio Schurman starting for them in the 428. All you very know, tight great. indeed. Sorry, Bruce, go it's, ahead. It's no, my fault. Uh, Phoenix Racing, of course, been racing Audis for years and years, and it's great to see their colours in here. And I love the fact that a lot of the teams are running the real colours they, they run or would be running when the NLS gets underway this year. And again, it's a good chance to, to get a look at these drivers and also for other drivers. And it's uh, hardly been unheard of in recent years for drivers from sim racing to move up to race in the real world. Just think of... Uh, some drivers, particularly in that uh, Nissan competition over the, over the years, going out to play. Jan Mardenborough being the uh, driver of Virtue and uh, Ordonez as well. So a lot of these drivers getting a feel for this. But look, where better to be applying your craft round, than round the Nürburgring Nordschleife? Now it looks as though we've got uh, Philip Ellis at the front of the field. No, it's Philip Ellis in the black Mercedes. Tucked in behind is uh, Philip Eng. Very, very busy in front. Is that the lead of the race? Have they passed? Is that Sammy Matitrogan in third place? I think it is. No, so that so Ellis. Oh no, no, no! Trogan's got ahead. Trogan's oh yes, I see him in the exit of the carousel, going down the slope. He's got about a two and a half second advantage there. Heading up towards Vipperman, uh, and he's got a decent run. The battle for second is right on at the moment with Philippe Eng up the tailpipes of the AMG GT3 ahead of him. That is uh, driven by Philippe Ellis. Ellis and Eng then for HTP and BS competition battling for second at the moment fabulous well, everywhere is fabulous when you get out into the country as they're coming up over the top of the right hand estate the right hand side before you drop down uh, into one of my favourite places on the track at Brunchen easily to drift out too wide there down into Brunchen now down through the gearbox use all of the runoff on the left hand side as you climb now from Brunchen uh, up towards the ice curve so called because it's one of the places that takes the longest to thaw out in the colder weather under the trees there and this is a a three car battle now this as well because uh, we've got another uh, Audi just slipping onto the back of that is that Canapino? It It certainly is is. he started on the outside of the front row just a third of a second down on on the pole man but the pole man has pulled clear that's Sammy Matitrogan and now fighting back he's quicker in theory but Philip Ellis He's going to have to drive quite defensively because Philip Eng, in the real world and in the virtual world, if you give him half of a scintilla of a thought that there's a gap, he's going to go for it. That's just the sort of makeup of the man. But uh, looking down at the, the cut classes, well, have these cars really done half a lap? Are the first 10 separated by about three seconds? Correct. And Samuel Lieber leading that class. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, Liebert in the 718 GT4. That's the Cup 3 class for Core Racing Court with a number of drivers at the sharp end of their individual classes. Uh, and that's uh, Leonard Hartenberg sitting in behind in the blue and white GT4. And a GT, yes, GT4, Cup 3. That's what confuses me. And beautiful weather at the moment. The first round had some fog for the competitors to contend with although I did speak to one or two of them that said you know what it actually wasn't too bad because you focus much more on on what you can see it's a bit like driving on the Nordschleifer at night one or two drivers tell me they prefer driving at night there's less to distract them and uh, one or two darker clouds in the distance that may just affect track temperatures uh, later on Pit stops will be a part of this race. It is not mandatory to take tyres at the pit stops. It's up to you. But obviously, the tyres get a pounding here on the Nordschleifer, and we should be able to tell from the pit stop times who has or indeed hasn't taken those tyres. Right, the battle for second position, second and third, and Phil Ellis has been usurped, and he's dropped down, I think, to third position as Philip Eng. In the BS competition, BMW, Bruce has gone through into second. Meantime, battle for fifth and sixth with, Mer with uh, Merkel Bortolotti for WRT and the Phoenix driver, Max Hoffer. They're on the Grand Prix loop now as well. Yeah, it's Max Hoffer, the young charger, Audi versus Audi. But look, we're not going to turn left down here and go down the hill to the Dunlop Kerr at the bottom. This is the cut through. That's the amount of the Grand Prix circuit that is used. Just the first three, four corners by this field but you can see very close indeed second third and fourth top of his shot and fifth and sixth these two Audis Mirko Bortolotti cutting one way cut, cutting the other but the blue Phoenix racing car Max Hoffer young charger definitely uh, a driver on the way up getting very busy indeed in sixth place overall by the way Mas Sammy Matti Trogan leading by a whisker under six seconds very impressive opening lap yeah he's done exactly what he needed to do uh, from the start this is coming across the line now the Porsche 911 Club and Mark, Martin Asher goes across leading from Claudius Veed to Sim RC that's a 227 from the 276 250 Shilikowski for Black Falcon team Identica in third position just a couple of Porsche 911 Cup car lengths further back as they're in the AMG Arena section now it's round two of the NLS, the digital L uh, NLS series powered by VCO, the virtual competition organisation, and we're live in sound and vision at radio-show.co.uk and around the world uh, via that, as well as the audio on RS1 at RSL underscore studio, please, uh, if you'd like to drop us a note. This from What Good on Notebooks. I'm enjoying this, he says. It's nice to see there's no limits on the cameras out on the Nordschleifer. You're absolutely right. And what's throwing me off, if I'm honest, is some of the camera positions that we don't get to see even for the Nürburgring, the Zurich Nürburgring 24 hours. Over the jumps for the TCR cars, Jürgen Frank leads from Marius uh, Gollenbach for Core in second. So Core with a couple of cars in the uh, lower classes, Bruce, in the top positions at the moment. They've got a first and a second in two of the different classes and just underlining the kind of commitment that some of these esports teams make across the uh, the different the different categories of the racing so Sammy Matty Trogan leading uh, the battle for the 
Porsche came in class. Oh, and a pit stopper. Very early pit stopper there for one of the cars. And if I get the right mouse, I'll be able to tell you. Uh, that was Fabio Gross who came in by uh, for the ad hoc uh, racing, ad hoc gaming by uh, my days team. And he came into the pits after... I think that was his first lap, wasn't it? So maybe a bit of tactics uh, coming in there. What we will see is whether he's taken uh, times, uh, taking tyres uh, for that as well. And, but, uh, that could only be a tactical pit stop there. Uh, from that particular car and just after the first lap that is very very early indeed TCR's coming through now and they continue their run and uh, Bruce Jones tactical pit stop there for one of the Porsches at the end of the first lap unless there was some damage that we didn't see well, we had, we had a spinner right in the Mercedes arena at the start, but that was all on its own. I didn't see any damage there. And I know a lot of teams in the NLS like to do different tactics, but that's normally because they've looked at the sky and they've spotted snow approaching or perhaps a thunderstorm. But uh, we'll try and get our heads around that. But uh, <laughs> nobody else has seen fit to come in, so maybe it's a master stroke or a complete dunderheaded manoeuvre. The person who's really making the moves, though, in front of the field, Sammy Matty Trogan. Six and a half seconds clear of Philip Eng, who's now got... Agustin Canapino behind him in third place and the Mercedes of Philip Ellis so quick at the start six up to second to slip back to fourth place and let's see if that's a, a decline that will continue but uh, right now uh, very busy indeed just behind the lead group but uh, Sammy Matitrogan is just so far clear six and a half seconds 6.6 .6 seconds now over Philip Eng great bunches of car in behind though Philip Ellis got plenty of company so you're listening to Bruce Jones and John Hindorf on the Radio Show Network, Radio Show Limited Network of channels. We're with live coverage from the Digital L NLS series at the Nürburgring, powered by VCO. And it's been a very, very tidy opening. Uh, we mentioned about the incident penalties, which may bring stop and go penalties later on there's also quick fix penalties as well that's a five minute stop and hold and that has to be done in the penalty box so if someone does go off and cause themselves some problems because damage will affect the performance of the cars let's not forget we might see that and that might come into play later on as far as the time's concerned we've had uh, 15 minutes or thereabouts Bruce or getting on for a couple of laps coming round to the end of the second lap when the leaders come round this time around. Some great scraps. David Greeson, and normally races a smaller capacity car, but he's leading two DTM champions in 13th and 14th position, and the BMW's behind that Mercedes. Greeson's driving for Adrenaline Motorsport. Bruno Spengler and Martin Tomczyk. And Tomczyk uh, getting closer and closer. You can see the three of them covered by about a second. Precious little space to pass. And uh, we've just had a problem with oh. flipping through the air. I don't know how that happened, which... Was that David Griesner? Because it looked like there was another car up ahead. No, it was a... Uh... Yes, it is. It was the black and yellow car of David Griesner. I just mentioned uh, 
that in 12th place overall and suddenly all over the place and up in the air and I have no understanding how that happened but it's all going to be covered here on the on the show let's take a look running in 12th nice and fine in 122 the Mercedes over the brow he's not got any trouble from the BMW he's got about a, a second ahead of them ah, there was another car involved there was I another car involved car. And he hit the, like an Audi as it went through the air off the shot, but uh, the one, the one-two-two gets the worst of it, and will have to pit. And in fact, and there's David Pittard. Was it Pittard yeah, that had the original problem? Yes, it was Pittard that had the original problem, and then was picked up as he came back onto the onto the track. So that was David Pittard who was running very, very well for Valkenhorst Motorsports on the VCO Virtual Competition Organisation replay there. So it was Pittard that started all that, and over the top of the brow, there was absolutely nothing that the 122 Bruce could do for David Griesner and the Adrenaline Motorsport Team 1 coming through there. Just nowhere for him to go. It happened right in the dip, and he arrived while someone else was having an accident, while, while uh, the other car was having the accident. Yeah, it was just on the approach to Schraubenschwanz and you're going over the over the bridge and in over the bridge down into the compression. At that point, the physics of the car are such you're going to have very little chance to change your line. And unfortunately, with the uh, Pittard car nosing back onto the circuit, that was that caught superbly. And the BMWs tucked in behind the uh, Spengler and Tomczyk. Very lucky indeed to sort of tread their way not round it but underneath it they carried on their way towards the end of the lap but for, for David Pittard to star here at the Nürburgring one little mistake became a very very big one indeed battle for second place in TCR the all Audi RS3 TCR uh, category as they head uh, up towards uh, Bergwerk and climbing the hill it's Marius uh, Gornbeck and Steen uh, Ledger Ledger uh, with in third position right in behind uh, those three that's a that is the third place car uh, and that uh, that'd be the fourth place car excuse me of Dennis Needhart the DOT XE Esports machine so three Audis stand battling the leader Jürgen Frank in the Sim RC TCR number 476 Audi is well up the road from this battle can't even see him at the moment as they're climbing up towards the bottom of the run up to the Caracciola carousel and come to that tricky little right-hander can't hit the curb on the left down through the gearbox then aim for the big tree once you get it straightened up and that's your entry point to the Caracciola carousel right on the end of the advertising hoarding turn in there and these three then battling in TCR for second, third and fourth position John, you talked. Go on, Bruce. Sorry, John. You talked there of um, a while back about uh, damage penalties and coming to serve your time. David Pittard has made it back to the pits. What do you think your damage penalty is? Isn't five minutes to fit to flip, is it? Well, <laughs> anyhow, he's made it back. The 34 is in the pit lane at the moment. That's it. That's what for what's called in uh, this series a quick fix. Uh, there will be some penalty, some um, damage that you will get done uh, in the normal. Uh, space of a pit stop and that will go on and that won't cost you too much time but major damage like that you'll take a quick fix for that because it would take too much time in the real world and that that will cause him to have a stop and hold so Dominic Bauman and David Griesner both in the pits Griesner 
part of that accident but the one-on-one of Dominic Bauman I don't know what happened with him uh, in the team Hoeksenveld machine well he would have been just in probably about the next car after those two BMWs of Spengler and Tomczyk would have been about a second or two behind so he may well have picked up some damage as he went through the scene of uh, Pittard's flip and of course there would be uh, virtual bodywork littering the circuit off the front of David Pitt of um, Pittard, Pittard went for the flip of um, Philip Ellis's car it's Bruce Jones I'm John Hindorf we're covering live motor racing for you today albeit in the virtual wor- world it is the NLS the digital L- NLS powered by VCO second round of the series and the battle for second and third is between the BMW of Philippe Eng and the Marla Racing Team Audi of Augustin Canapino started on the front row Augustin uh, heading down towards Bergwerk now and then starting the long climb up the hill Bergwerk watch for the curb that gives you the idea of where you turn in and then heading up the hill, these very quick left-handers. Not really important to get the apex of any of the first three of those, but the fourth one tightens. And you really can't afford to lift there because it kills all your momentum going up the hill. It's quite steep here as they're climbing up the hill. All now, climbing course, at this point. Of course, if this was uh, in, in the flesh, in the real, in the metal at this point in the race already the drivers of the the front running cars in SP9 would be starting to lap the tail enders this time of course we have just three junior classes and they're fast enough not to fall back onto the noses of the front running cars just yet in the race but uh, if the track's narrow when you're chasing trying to find a place to overtake of course when you come across slower traffic that's an opportunity that provides itself but the track can get very very narrow indeed look at the images here yes this is a real circuit in the virtual world if you've never seen the Nürburgring Nordschleife do enjoy it and uh, the the, the bits of writing on the circuit I wonder how accurate those are because anyone who walks around this circuit A they get very tired indeed and B they can see that a lot of fans put their drivers names their heroes names out on the track but great racing here going one way going another Mirko Bortolossi being pushed very very hard indeed by Max Hoffer fifth and sixth places and uh, where is the gap there isn't one no brilliant part of the circuit such a rhythm part of the circuit as they're heading through and just coming down now some of the fastest parts of the circuit this is where you need to know where you are in the tracks through Wittmann and that sort of area as you're coming down towards Brunschen and then from Brunschen through Flansgarten one and two because you've got to know whether that corner that's coming up is a flat out fourth or fifth gear corner or a big break and down to second or third you get it wrong one way uh, it's going to cost you some time if you get it wrong the other way and you go into it too quickly there's precious little runoff and very little time to react and there's so much out in the country of the Nürburgring Nordschleife even if you've got a lot of laps in that look very similar and, and it changes according to the time of day. The of amount course. of shadow being cast across the circuit can make one corner look very much like another. But one driver who knows this circuit really quite well, he's raced here a lot for BMW so Junior, is Mikkel Jensen. He's in the background of this shot. Fifth place, still the white, green and black Audi of Mirko Bortolotti, tucked in behind Max Hoffer. Just look at the tail of that shot. Started in 10th place, now up into 7th. Mikkel Jensen, he's coming forward in that number 35 BMW. The Z4 looking great. 
good to see that again out racing against these Audi R8 LMSs. Good to say that Mirko Bortolotti was looking a little bit loose in comparison to Max Hoffer. And let's see, just let's see the excitement sometimes get the better of him. And if ever you have an onboard shot of Mirko Bortolotti, our challenge is to see as commentators if we see him blink. He's known as the driver <laughs> who does not blink. It's extraordinary. When he's on a qualifying lap, brilliant to watch. Seventh place, not too far behind either. That's the Valkenhorst Motorsport number 35. Uh, and he is just sitting watching that battle ahead as fourth, fifth and sixth come towards the end of the lap. It'll be Sammy Matty Trogan who has yet to cross the line at the end of lap three. He had almost 10 seconds of a gap on the competition last time around fifth, sixth and seventh, closing up uh, as they come towards the end of the Nürburgring lap and into the link section onto the Grand Prix circuit, passing the pits on their right-hand side. What they can see up ahead is uh, Philip Ellis, who is falling backwards. In fact, Philip just responded with a better lap. Last time around, they were taking chunks out of him. And now you can see Mirko Bortolotti is busy in the office. Goes out, goes in into that tight first corner. You can run towards the exit. So nowhere for Max Offer to go, but able to choose his line. That meant Mikkel Jensen in the 35 BMW is able to close in. Only four lengths behind Max Hofer. That's uh, fifth, sixth and seventh positions. Big on your screen. So in the background, Florian Bodan in 87. Uh, Richard Westbrook and Fabian Schiller make up the top 10, by the way. So it's Trogan by 10 and a half seconds near enough from Philip Eng in the 189 for BS competition in second. Then just three tenths further back, Augustin Canapino's now up into third in the 186. And he's pulled away by nearly five seconds from Ellis, who is falling into the grasp of Merkel Bortolotti at this battle for fifth, sixth, seventh. And in fact, eighth position, as uh, Bruce mentioned, Florian Baudin uh, for Race Union. He's only another three and a half seconds further back. And these three, and make that, it's going to be four very shortly, are going to be tripping themselves up. So heading up the hill towards the chicane, it is Philip Ellis and then maybe 15 cars lengths, maybe even less than that now, as Mirko Bortolotti inexorably begins to pull some time as they head on, onto the hats and back for their fourth time of asking. Still over two hours and 34 minutes to go. Just watching that battle for fifth place, Bortolotti's been bought a little bit of space because Max Hoffer's now got to look in his mirrors because he's getting closer and closer is Mikkel Jensen, but uh, certainly Hoffer is going right to the edge of the circle and beyond, but the BMW seems to be able to pick its line. Mikkel Jensen has performance to spare in there. So a quick reminder, you're listening and hopefully watching as well. Side-by-side -side action. Let me get back to that in a moment. This is Porsche action, and it's the 2-11 that gets the better of that particular piece of battling. It's for 10th and 11th position in the Porsche GT Cup class in the, in the Cup 2. As they come across the line, Thomas Asmussen just lost out there for a moment, but he's going down the outside, going to try and take the outside line into turn one. It'll be the old over and under, so he's at the left-hand side of the circuit now. No, he's got side-by-side side in that tricky downhill braking area at turn one. Couldn't make that one stick. Team Nürburgring is sitting uh, right in behind that battle as well. So it's Rob Tyson ahead of Thomas Asmussen, and they're going on to the Grand Prix circuit now. Meanwhile, at the head of the field... It is still the Williams Esports driver of Sammy Matley Trogan leading in the 109. BS competitions, Philip Eng is second, then Canapino having a cracking scrap for second position with Philip Ellis falling back into the clutches of Bortolotti. Hoffer 
Mikkel Jensen, then Florian Borden, Richard Westbrook and Fabian Schiller. None of those, in fact, none of the top 19 cars have taken a pit stop yet. We're working on lap number four at the moment with still uh, two hours and 33 minutes, let's call it, here at the second round of the Digital NLS powered by VCO. Bruce Jones and John Hindoff with you on the Radio Show Limited network of audio and video channels. Uh, it's Tim Gray who's producing in London and our usual colleagues at the Nürburgring. Thanks to Michael and the rest of the team for making sure that we get all of the sound and vision that we want. So that's the position at the front of the field in GT Cup. It is Martin Asher uh, who leads from Claudius Vide. So that's 227 from 276. 250, Patrick uh, Shilikowski for Black Falcon. And the top six made up by uh, Mario Jury, uh, Matt Campbell and Eric New. That's the top six in the Porsche class for the 911s as they are now also on to their fourth lap. So it's Bruce Jones and John Hindhoff watching the action, and it's great action too for second position in the SP9 and overall with Philip Eng and Augustine Canapino. BMW versus Audi through Brunchen and heading up along the far side of the circuit from the start-finish line. Absolutely. Uh, flat out through that part of the track. So, fastest laps. 7.48.950 from Sammy Matty Trogan. And he has pulled out 11 and a half seconds on Philip Eng in second place. He's got three tenths of a second. And three tenths of a second is about a car and a half's length. As Eng jinks left and right down the Dottiger Hoa. And mm, not sure about that. Race Direction will be looking at that as they head down towards the Bilstein Bridge. And... Philippe Eng in second position in the BMW. He's trying to break the tour from second place, uh, from third place, Augustin Canapino in the Audi. Down towards the end of the lap and across the line. So this will complete their fourth lap and through. Sammy Matty Trogan's already gone through. Philip Eng in second, 11 seconds between first and second and this battle then is still for second place Bruce Jones your thoughts so far on what we've seen and the quality and the consistency of this racing oh, I think it's been absolutely fantastic it really is the real world on your screen in so many ways Canapino qualified second he and the other Audi on the front row, Tammy Matty Trogan, were just covered by three-tenths of a second around a lap that takes a whisker under eight minutes. But they were three seconds clear of the rest, but he made a poor start, and he's paying the price. He's in behind Philip Eng's BMW, and Philip Eng is not leaving 
the hint of a gap. And of course, this is really playing into the hands of Sammy Matty Trogan. 11 point, now 12.4 seconds clear. Three seconds a lap quicker than the rest. That tells the story. But Canapino, if you could get in front of this BMW, is sure to be able to pull away. But the big question is where? And when, and as you can see, Philip Eng is, is running right to the edge of the circuit and beyond. And then those behind, Philip Ellis in the Mercedes, got up from sixth to second by the time they got round the opening corner on lap one. But he's gradually falling back. But right now, it's all about Sammy Matitrogan. I've been super, super impressed with all I've seen in this uh, second round of the digital Nurburgring Langstrecken series. Very, very good to watch. It's Bryce Jones. And still this battle for second and third uh, is the best uh, on the circuit in Porsche 911 Cup class. 20th position on down over Martin Asher uh, leads that now for Asher Racing. Now, is that a change? I think it might. I uh, know. Claudius Vide is in second uh, position. Uh, he's two seconds further back. And then it's uh, Shilakowski for Black Falcon Team Identica. So 227, 276 and 250 are... Uh, the top three in that class. In the 718 GT4 category, Carly Janssen for Core Sim Racing leads uh, Team Husingveld. Uh, that's Leonard Hartenberg's number 301 car. He's got about a uh, couple of seconds uh, on the leader or behind the leader. Then Sim Racing Channel Black, Marcus Dex is in third position. And in TCR... It's an Audi class that with Jürgen Frank has led for SimRC, TCR from the start. Uh, but he's been closed down by Marius Gollenbeck now, who's brought uh, Steen Ledger with him as well. And now we've got uh, three cars at the front of TCR within a second. But still this cracking battle continues for second position with the leader and pole position man just getting away from all this, Sammy Matty Trogan. Well, still two hours and 26 minutes to go, just under. And Trogan now 14 seconds to the good. But Eng and Canapino absolutely locked together with Philip Eng. Just dropping back now into the clutches of Bert Lotti, Hoffer, Jensen and Florian Bourdain. He's got his hands full now with Richard Westbrook closing in on him for eighth and ninth position. Bruce? What do you always have to look at? Look out for at the Nürburgring. The next corner, most certainly the clouds. The sky is changing. The day is becoming greyer. It could be a factor. Later in race, broken clouds, you can see, but some quite dark ones up there. So let's see how that unfolds as we go on through the race. So hard to draw one's eyes away from this battle for second place. Philip Eng doing all he knows how. But don't forget, they're going to come across traffic uh, relatively soon. And that could be the moment that Augustine Canapino is waiting for in that number 186 Audi from Marla Racing Team. But right now, it is all about the Williams eSports team. The Formula 1 team makes a massive, massive uh, effort in, in iRacing and Sims and uh, clearly proving uh, a masterclass so far for Sammy Matty Brogan. Yeah, Trogan. The box. Go ahead, yeah, just Sorry, just, just saying it's very close and a lot of the other classes is just uh, five seconds gaps between uh, t first and second in the, uh, the 718, the Porsche Cayman class, but uh, really, really close battles in behind as well. So uh, well worth keeping an eye out. But don't forget, these battles could be disrupted when the fastest cars from the top class, the GT3 runners who race in what's known as the SP9 class here, get to come barging through. They won't have a problem with the driver at the front of the field unless they're not paying attention because he's well clear. But when you get the gaggles of cars coming through, then they've really, really got to look out for themselves. So this third, fourth and almost fifth position onto the back of that as well in the Cayman class 
That's the Cup 3 category. And there's the side-by-side -side action coming towards the Tiergarten at the end of the lap. Absolutely side-by-side. -side. Who is going to give way? The blue car, Christian Bug for Zorg Rensport. May just have the advantage when they come to the right-hander here. But he's hit the curve and that pitches the car sideways. And he does very well indeed to hold on to that. Marcus Deck for Sim Racing Channel Black is in the orange and white car as they come onto the Grand Prix Strecker and complete their uh, fourth lap and that was very tight racing indeed and for my money the one the driver who uh, gained a little bit there was the next car back which is Steen Ledger in the full send racing uh, sorry you know it's not that's uh, the wrong category which is Sam Liebert in the course in racing two car the 303 which is sitting in behind that battle but masterful piece of driving by both there and I've said this before many times but this is the sort of circuit, Bruce, where if somebody asks you for a little bit of racing room, it's really in everybody's interest if you do that. And we saw that perfectly well there. Oh, entirely so. We talked earlier, John, about how uh, in, in sim racing you don't quite get that seat of the pants feel. But what would that have felt? Three wheels off the tarmac over the curb there for, for Christian Bug and then coming down. We're now looking through his windscreen, the 333 Porsche Cayman, still in fourth place overall. But that was a massive massive moment there just at the end of the lap going for well they were side by side going to a, a corner that jinxed to the left and then the right and then the left again he got airborne but somehow managed to get it down to the deck and keep it there in fourth place in class but uh, really really tight battling in the uh, cup three class triple three christian bug then looking forward from his car as they head on to the norge lifer number 399 it's the Marcus Dex driven sim racing channel car. You know, you start off really as you mean to go on, don't you, when you go on to the Nordschleifer. Onto the hats and back, which is this sinuous left, right, left, right, fourth, fifth, break from the middle of the road, down to third, breaking all the way up to the apex of that right hander of the little chicane, squirt of power, trying to keep the car balanced and then just balancing the car and throttling the brakes before you come to the left-right chicane, which leads you down and over the bridge. Take a bit of kerb on the right. Can take a wee bit of kerb on the left there, but not too much, otherwise you unsettle the car. Now, heading over the brow and up to the fearsome double right-hander. Just a little tap of the brakes, maybe, to keep the car on the ground. And then balancing the car. Fifth gear through there for most races. And how they managed to do that, even in the virtual world, without holding their breath maybe they do because I can't do it I know that it is very very tough through there indeed TCR well that's a similar story Bruce as we've got in the uh, 718 Cayman class with the leader Carl E. Janssen away by a couple of seconds in the uh, Porsche GT4 class well in the TCR class it's Jürgen Frank for Sim RC TCR who leads uh, from Marcus Gollenbeck in second and then full send racing, Steen Ledger is in third position. And those three Audis, right, uh, just starting a new lap now and heading up towards the Nordschleifer. And there's absolutely nothing between them, all identical cars, of course. There's a second between them, then there's a five second gap back to uh, Dennis Nyhart, then there's another gap of cars, a couple of seconds back, another three cars. Oliver Ackerman, John Atkinson Jr., racing for Phoenix Racing. 
and uh, Philip Eckert. So as you say, one little moment when you run too wide, hit the curb and get spat off the line. And you're suddenly in the next group back. But that first three, Jürgen Frank just hanging on. Great to watch. And again, that point uh, where you leave the Grand Prix circuit, you turn left at the, the, the Nordkera effectively, then go down to Hatzenbach. You can't help but use a different part of your brain. You must relax a little bit in the Grand Prix sector. But as soon as you've got the trees either side, then it really is the very essence of the Nürburgring Nordschleife, which is what people just love so much. And it does look brilliant today. This is the second round of the digital Nürburgring Langstrecken series. And we will uh, run them through the course of the season and hopefully we'll have the... Uh, in the real world racing starting again in the next couple of months because this is a championship that runs all year runs in fact the final round has been pushed back to the uh, first weekend in november and you can imagine this is a track at altitude in the trees where you get every sort of weather and uh, it is a brilliant brilliant series with a wide range of cars this weekend just the four classes sp9 cars leading the field those are gt3 elsewhere in the world but sp9 here at the nurburgring and uh, really, really great racing, but hats off at the moment. The driver leading the race for William Lee Sports, Sammy Matitroga, nearly 17 and a half seconds clear of Philippe. Masterful drive at the front of the field. I just wonder, Bruce, how much Philippe Eng's pace is being dictated by the fact that he's fighting off Augustin Canapino. We saw him waving um, quite significantly on the Donegahoe last time around. The BS Competition BMW, uh, his last lap around was a 7.53 uh, and that was in itself nearly seven seconds of that 16 seconds that Sammy Trogan has pulled out uh, on the rest of the field and nobody else is near by the way Trogan's time his best lap is a 7.47 uh, 8.45 which was his last lap nobody else anywhere close to that Mirko bought the lot 7.52 Max Hoffer 7.52 also in the 52s, Jensen, but everyone else in the 53s or beyond it. Philip Ellis for HTP Winwood, also in the 52s last time around. Here's an opportunity for that second place battle perhaps to change as they're in traffic. Oh, it's a touch there between the third place car and the Audi that they were trying to go by. Oh, and another one as well. And that was the triple four Audi that got absolutely nailed by the third place car and the triple four driven by uh, Jürgen Neck, the ultimate net racing machine absolutely slammed there as they were heading up to the base of the run to the carousel super quick area and I can understand why oh, sorry I'm absolutely wrong there that is at the end of the, the Fox Hill um, my but you can see why Canapino was crossed because Paul Diederich did pull across his path. Maybe saw the first of that, of that first car in that battle, which was Philip Heng's BMW. Didn't see Canapino, one presumes, pulled across, and then you can see the petulance from Canapino uh, give him a, more than a body after that. But that settled the battle for second place for now. I was about to chime in moments before that as soon as they get to the, the long straight back to the pits through the Dotting Ahoa, it would be another chance for the Audi to get into second place. And once into second, I really feel Canapino would pull away from Philip Eng, but Eng has driven a masterful defensive race thus far. And I don't know if there's any damage to Canapino's Audi. He's running about three seconds down yeah. behind Philip Eng, but that battle has been shattered by the moment halfway around the lap. Remember, stop and hold penalties uh, for incidents and you rack up your incident number as you go through first will be at 20 and then every five incident points after that and just to make a point as we did at uh, the IMSA race at Sebring a couple of weekends ago for IMSA Super Sebring 
Uh, and by the way, IMSA uh, coming to a computer screen near you every other Thursday. Uh, watch out for the details of those. That again will be a 50 car all GT Le Mans race with uh, IMSA drivers. But in exactly the same way as Sebring evolved, and track temperature can go up and down depending on the weather conditions. It will exactly the same here at the Nürburgring Nordschleife. It can't rain. Uh, we can get overcast. We can get fog. Uh, and we can get a big temperature change here. And that will affect how the cars handle. Was that the core car just hitting the wall there? Coming out of Brunchen? You know, I think it was. Just scraping down the arm core on the left-hand side of the car in this tremendous battle uh, that they're having in TCR which has been going on for several laps and that's the is that the Jürgen Frank car yes it is Jürgen Frank and Marius Gollenbeck and Steen Ledger who've been battling first second and third and that is the 403 then that we're looking at with the 485 the black car of Steen Ledger for full send racing sitting in behind and I did just think that we saw a little bash on the arm core there. You will notice if you're watching the pictures, I know some of you are listening on RS1, taking us around your Saturday jobs, maybe doing a bit of work in the garden at the moment. But if you're watching the feed, www.radio-show.co.uk, the blue zero two on the rear window of the white, orange and black core car is its position in class. So... That does give you the clue, and that's what we're looking at as well on the feed from our colleagues at the Nürburgring. And once again, thank you to Michael and the team at the Nürburgring, and also to VCO, who power the NLS Digital Series, for bringing us on board uh, for this. Nürburgring, very close to all of our hearts. Bruce Jones, one of the team who calls the races for us in the real world, with... uh, once that gets back underway at some stage this season, we hope soon. But great to be involved. And this is a place that I love going to. Anytime I get an opportunity to get out there on the track, it doesn't matter what car you've got, just take a few moments to drive around. Don't have to drive flat out to appreciate, Bruce Jones, just how challenging this race is. And I just think now that Steve Ledger has got a bit of a draft now on the car, 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 core car. Easy for me to say. Ahead of him is the head up to the Bilstein Bridge on the Donegal Hill. You'd have to think in this three-car train, the driver at the back is getting a fabulous, fabulous tow. But as we see, the track jinks to the left and then cuts to the right. We saw one of the Porsche Caymans getting airborne up there. It's going to be very tight indeed. They're running down this super, super long straight. Straight, of course, with the left-hander halfway down it. But now the really serious bit as they go up the rise into effectively the Brems curve. They're staying off the curbs pretty tight in the last sequence of corners. So they'll all live to fight another lap. But this is so so tight for first second and third in fact steen ledger getting it slightly wrong coming out of that final corner lose <coughs> excuse me loses a little bit of ground but uh, just to pick up on your point oh we've got a mercedes going into the pits in the background was that philip ellis can't quite tell but i can tell you in the in the top class that dominic it was philip spent- and philip ellis both going in and max hoffer's gone in as well so that's at the end of their sixth lap so that is the end of the sixth lap and they have come into the pit lane so that's third fourth fifth Uh, Richard Westbrook's gone through, so he will take up fourth position for Phoenix Racing in the number 14. Now, fuel first. Remember, in these competitions, it's back to what I consider the best way of doing things, with fuel and tyres separate. 
Uh, so if you can save a bit of fuel and you put a bit less fuel in or you don't have to do tyres, there is an actual bit of saving going on. Driver change, Philip Eng out, Alexander Voss in onto the BMW. Now, does it go up on its jacks and get a new set of tyres? There's the question. I'd say no from that. I'll check the pit lane time in a moment. But he is the first out. Came in in third position. Was second, John. Uh, excuse uh, me, second, yes. Get, because Canapino had that problem. It, he, it, as he came into the pits, he was listed as third, but that's because Canapino had gone, gone down the through. start, finished straight in second place. So it's Audi's first and second. Still Sammy Matty Trogan, nearly 21 seconds the good over Canapino. But let's see what happens. The car that Philippe Eng drove so defensively. He's in behind the Mercedes, so the Mercedes made a better pit stop. Philip Ellis uh, handi handing that over to Marvin Deans, who uh, has written all sorts of things in the last handful of years. Uh, well, I had Alexander Voss getting out ahead of that HTP Winwood car. In yeah, but then when we saw it, unless my brain was uh, certainly having a little bit of a wobble, it seemed to have the black Mercedes ahead. But yes, it did ah, look as... Was that not Yannick Mettler ahead of him in the Racing Fuel Academy Friends car? It Could well might be. have been. Mm -hmm. let's, let's see. Let's keep an eye on that as they go through the next split point. Uh, TCR, always good battles there. A dozen cars in TCR and in the Cup 3 Porsche Cayman class. There's a little fewer than that in the Cup 2 911 category. And now, of course, with pit stops for some of the cars, but not others some of the classes but not others we are seeing the lappery that we knew would come and still over two hours Bruce Jones to go here no sign of a stop yet for Sammy Matty Trogan and I just wonder what Richard Westbrook's uh, tactics are now Richard wasn't meant to start at that number 14 car that was supposed to be Mike Rockenfeller and I haven't seen his name yet Kevin Volk is the third driver there but I just wonder if Mike's not here and, and Richard might do a double before handing to Kevin to finish off or will it be Westie to Volk and then back to Westie or is Mike Rockefeller being saved that we don't know because we can't see down uh, into the pits now taking a little look at those pit stops it looks as though it was uh, 31.4 seconds at the standstill for the BS competition car that Philip Eng brought in from second place and the best of the rest in the pits was I think Marvin Dietz so when I talked about Dietz moving ahead he didn't it was, he's come back ahead, well spotted John, ahead of one of the other BMWs out on the circuit. But it's interesting to see that variable in times. Most of the pit stops are running about 37 seconds. But 31.4, bear that in mind for the 189 BS competition BMW. Could have been very, very good indeed, that one. The, what we're expecting to see with Bink Green, of course, all the way through this. Sammy Matty Trogan has led every lap but still Martin Asher at the wheel of the leading Porsche 911 Cup car in 15th position with pit stops for the faster cars around him Carly Janssen leads in the 304 for core now uh, in the uh, 9 uh, in the 718 Cayman class yep that's okay then it's Huskingfeld the team uh, Huskingfeld a machine with Lent Hartenberg yep that makes sense there and it's Jürgen Frank who as again I think led every lap for the TCR category all of a sudden it gets very very busy indeed heading down towards the Bridget Adenauer the second entrance for the tourist laps it comes in on the right hand side and this is where the drivers really have to keep their concentration 
you can't get as I don't think you can get quite as close to people sim racing as you as you do in real life. We see, don't we, Bruce? Time after time on the Nurburgring, what I would think was unnecessarily close driving when lapping, but that's because there's a lot of trust there. I'm not sure that we see the drivers getting as close under sim racing competition because there's there is inevitably a little bit of latency, a tiny bit of a bit of lag there. I racing have cut that down to mere nanoseconds, but even so, you don't want to take too many chances. No, indeed, and I saw one of the BMW, one of the Mercedes getting really caught out at the, the depths of Adenauer Bridge and having to come off the throttle accordingly, but you're quite right. I think in real life they might have just been able to, to make the move and go past the TCR-class cars. But uh, one thing I've just noticed is uh, we're talking of traffic. Suddenly the race pace, last time round of our race leader, he's still 21 seconds clear, but Sammy Matty Trogan was... Ooh, best part of five and a bit seconds down on his best lap he certainly was much slower than his previous lap so he too even though he was leading with nobody on his tail was caught out making his way through but no point when you're sitting on a 21 second advantage and taking too much of a risk oh my goodness me Audis first second third and all the way through the class in the TCR class Jürgen Frank Marius Kollenbeck Steen Ledger and Dennis Needhart right in there as well and I think that's the fifth place Oliver Ackerman in the T3 motorsport car the 471 who's in there uh, about maybe five or six car lengths further back and he's dra dragging the sixth place driver with him as well this is extraordinary stuff as the TCR fit oh no that's not that is one of the uh, GT3 cars that's in there that could cause all kinds of trouble uh, as they come through uh, and that must be Dominic Bauman then in the team uh, Heusingveld 101 car the black car yes it is picking his way through that battle which is for the lead Bruce in TCR that's the lead down to fifth position all roughly speaking on the same piece of track uh, as they go through uh, as they go through Brunchen Yes, indeed. Well, we had a, a lead trio and uh, you could see two packs in behind starting to close in. It's now four, but this pack is going to be broken up as uh, Dominic Bauman's Mercedes come through. But Dominic's been in the pits not once, but twice. That's why he's only 21st in a 23-car class. And uh, looks uh, just trying to see who we've lost off the back of that if Bauman's moving his way up the order. But an early pit stop, I think it was the end of the opening lap, has really, really cost... Uh, Bauman and cost him uh, time and he's losing more time in this battle but as you can see it's not just a quick it's of uh, popping up behind a quartet of cars and blasting past he knows and we've seen contact we've seen David Pittard flipping in this race so getting it wrong going uh, past another car is a uh, can have a major ramification and suddenly we've got uh, BMW charging through going past no it's not past the Mercedes at the front of the group Mercedes that Bauman's moved through but being chased down now by a BMW Z4 picking its way up the order as well I'm just trying to work out who that might have been. I think that might be one of the leading cars about to put Dominic another lap back. So pit stops are well, plenty. I think the, uh, and I the leader's really in. The car that, leader and yeah, second in the pits. OK, they've come in after seven laps. Their rivals, large majority, came in after six. And Richard Westbrook... Of course, he was one of the quartet coming in. He moved up to fourth place, had been running ninth before we got the first round of pit stops underway. Let's see who's going to hit the deck first. Cars still coming in as cars are waiting to get to the end of their pit stops. But uh, Sammy Matty Trogan, the number 109. You can see his white car, Williams Esports, gets going all over again. But don't forget, remember, he was 21 seconds to the good 
before the pit stops over Agustin Canapino. So he'll be into the Mercedes arena partway around it before the second of those Audis gets underway. A great, great job. Trogan gets out without losing. He was due to do the double stint and Dominic Staub doing two stints to finish uh, this race. So out goes Sammy Matic Trogan without losing the, the race lead. It'll be Alexander Voss for BS Competition who comes through and now goes through in second place. He took over the number 189 car last time around from Philippe Eng with Lauren Heinrich to do a double before the end of the race. Here's the battle to turn one for TCR and that's a core car that is leading TCR all of a sudden. It's Marius Gollenbeck who's gone through. Does that mean we've had a pit stop then uh, for the leader? Surely it must do. They were battling in that pack. Let's see where the Audis have dropped down to. But that pack is still absolutely together as they go through the cutout. And again, they've got faster traffic coming through here. Full send in second place is the dark car of Steen Ledger with Dennis Needhart and then Ackerman there then about five seconds back to John Atkinson Jr. for Phoenix Racing Esport it's the 405 car in fifth position and Jürgen Nett yes has stopped for Ultimate Net Racing in the triple four ah well no 476 John was the class leader Jürgen Frank he came in uh, from ahead of the core Audi he's now handed over to Felix Luding down into 10th place ah, in thank class you. but uh, have to go digging have to go digging to find these things sometimes yes that's dropped well down my screen I'm... now something else for you to look at John very fast pit stop for the number 35 BMW Walking Horse Motorsport Mikkel Jensen 29.8 seconds at a standstill race leader Sammy Matty Trogan 31.5 a lot of the rivals 37 second stops so and Jimmy Broadbent the YouTube star 8th place overall his car only just under 31 seconds at a pit stop so his crew one of the better ones that's the 107 Team BMW Bank car. So look out for the guy who really knows his way around sim racing. That's the black car with the BMW M Sport stripes on it. He's taken that over from Bruno Spengler. Uh, and Niels Cook will uh, take over uh, that car to take it to the end of the race. We've still got a tad over two hours remaining. So with everybody in the top 15 having stopped. Uh, and even the leaders in the Porsche 911 Cup in the pits now as well. Let's give you a rundown. Plenty of lapping uh, and overtaking going on inter, in track class. Uh, let's have a look at what's going on at the front of the field. It was 21 seconds before the pit stops for Sammy Matty Trogan. He stayed behind the wheel of the Williams Esports at number 109 and has extended that lead after the pit stops. It's now 28 and a half seconds. Alexander Voss jumped into the BS competition car in second place, the 189. He's playing himself in, of course, whereas Sammy Matty has been behind the wheel uh, since the start. Marvin Dinst is another 11 and a half seconds further back in the HTP Windward car that had such a great uh, start to uh, the race by Philip Ellis, who came around the outside and dropped himself into second place uh, for a while. So Dinkst in third. He's got 6.9 seconds on Mikkel Jensen for the Valkenhorst Motorsport BMW, the 35 car in fourth, with Max Hoffer right up his tailpipe for Phoenix in the number five Phoenix Racing Audi. Then Race Union uh, in the hands of Florian Baudin. 
on the 87 car. And that is your top six. Then Augustine Canapino, the Marla Racing Team, really haven't done well in that pit stop cycle. They've Fresh dropped tires. They, they stayed in longer for tyres, John. Right, OK. So I reckon that cost them about, effectively, ooh, 40 seconds. Bear that in mind for the later pit stops. That's interesting, isn't it? Uh, VRS in the Coanda Sim Sport car, getting its service at the moment. Came in from 16th uh, position, already dropping down, of course. The whole of Porsche Cup field have gone through and past him he's he was having a battle with Matthias Drudy as he came into uh, the pits in the E team WRT squad car bit of uh, damage on the 18th uh, position Mercedes that's sitting uh, they're taking penalties guys 16th and 17th so that was Drudy as well sitting there they're in the penalty box I've just realized that my apologies I should have picked that up early They've uh, had a Bruce. pit stop and they've then come round. This is their second time in the pit. So uh, insults to injury, I think you can say for them. I think we don't think they'll be challenging uh, Williams Esports for the overall trophy at the moment. Certainly not gone well for them in the first hour. In the Porsche 911 Cup class, that's the Cup 2 category. Martin Ash is still leads by five seconds from Claudius Veed. Uh, they have been in to the pit lane. Sim Racing Academy... Mario Jury is in third position. Then Lucas Lippert for Project TT Angstere is in fourth position. And always a good battle. And fourth and fifth at the moment with Thomas Asmussen having closed right in on the back of Lucas Lippert on that Project TT Angstere machine. They are battling out on the circuit at the moment as they head up the hill on the early part of the lap. And through Flugplatz, heading up to a Schwedenkreutz and then dropping down through the Foxhall. Fantastic fast run. The early part of the lap of the top of the rise and then having to balance the car through that exceedingly quick left-hander on the brakes. Just about where the change in tarmac is. Try and break the car in a straight line. Now, got to try and keep off the kerbs down through the foxhole really unsettles the car and certainly Thomas Asmussen is staying assiduously away down one gear for the first left-hander break down a second gear for the first right-hander then keep it straight then down one more gear at the top of the hill at the top of the forest section and then gently wind the power on again this is all about flowing two left-handers uh, to come, give up the first one and then the second one is the one you've got to nail you can use the hill to slow yourself down as you come up to this, another left hander, easy on the power of the top of the right hander, down to an almost hairpin, almost like a short shift out, out of this one and just get the power on, squirt the power, short shift, balance the car for the left right flick Heading downhill and you pick up speed very, very quickly here. Right, right and right. And then the down all the way through the box to the hairpin, which has got a bit of bank on it. Break just before you turn in for the right-hander and then down through the gearbox. Again, I like the short shift out of here. You're heading downhill now. Watch to the right-hand side. See where the road joins in. That's your braking point. There. Down through the gearbox. Across the 
change in surface. You can use the hill here as well. Just lift off. There's no real need to break that. Oh, and a big mistake. Big mistake there ahead of Asmussen. And that was the opportunity he was looking for as the uh, as Mario went wide. Actually, it wasn't Mario, was it? But he was chasing. It was Lucas Lippert in the Project GT Einstein car. He got caught out by a back marker there, Bruce, and I think lifted off and just lost the back end of the Porsche, nose to in on the right-hand side. So that's a position made up for Asmussen, up to fourth position at the uh, at the expense of Lucas Lippert. Yeah, Lucas had been getting very, very loose in front of uh, Thomas Asmussen. It was great to watch, but unfortunately for him, up in well down in the distance as they dropped down the dip toward Exmuller, he saw the back marking TCR car. He knew he was quicker, and again, you try to carry your flow down into that compression, up the rise, and he simply just got slightly too loose over the kerbs and far away. He went just up the top here. Oh, just simply, you're quite right, John. He found himself closer than he thought he was going to be going up over the rise, and there was only one solution that That was not to hit the Audi. That meant the spin. Let's see if he can keep going all over again. But uh, plenty of action between the four classes of car here. And that's the onboard shot. Did he hit the barriers? I think he might have just about got away with that. No one oh, oh, too oh, close in behind, apart from that one. Uh, yeah, I think that was uh, Lennart Kaiser oh, no. going through in the Pro Dyna yeah. E-Racing 256 car. So he's lost a couple of spots, but I don't think he's done any serious damage. The VCO uh, replay, for those of you watching online, you've got the same look as we did here in uh, broadcast centres. It did look, though, to me, Bruce, as we were watching that unfold, as Thomas Asmussen in the H2 uh, Performance SRT car had just a better car underneath him all the way through that lap. They stopped pretty much exactly the same time uh, in the Porsche at 911 uh, Cup class. Um, but he just looked to be using less road. He wasn't riding the kerbs. It was all a bit less fraught for what was then the fifth-place car until, of course, the fourth-place car put it uh, out of... Uh, out of contention. Yeah, it just it just seemed that uh, Lucas Lippert was much looser. He was taking more risks. And it was almost as though Thomas Asmussen was going, oh, I can see you're a bit loose there. I don't need to do that. And, and uh, learning as he went in behind and did it very, very well indeed. But again, it just goes to prove you could be racing beautifully for lap after lap, but you just get it slightly wrong, possibly triggered by a driver in a, a car with less performance from a junior class, like the TCR class cars uh, you can see on the screen. And it was a, a moment where that overcommitment became round and round just wasn't he just knew Asmussen was marginally quicker and uh, simply took one risk too many but again it's the multiple variables that you have here on the Nürburgring Nordschleife and I, I thought it was captured absolutely beautifully by uh, the WCO replay and the fact we had an onboard one as well absolutely ah, fabulous well that and that is that in fairness that is the um that is the advantage of uh, virtual racing. We can go back and look at anything from any car from pretty much any angle. So uh, we're we're not let we're not sort of uh, struck out looking because we do almost always get a look from somewhere at RSL underscore studio. If you'd like to get in touch with us, plenty of you still doing that. Stephen Lloyd has said uh, NLS without a cameras. What's not to like? Great job, guys. Only under just under two hours to go. Yeah, 153 still to go. Thank you for that. Uh, Sajish says feels bizarre to watch this I've never been a fan of watching sim racing however we live in interesting times uh, very good enjoying it uh, and it's very entertaining thanks Sajish at RSL underscore studio 
And this is the first of a number of esports broadcasts that we'll be getting involved with here on the Radio Show Limited network of channels. We'll be bringing you some more uh, NLS powered by VCO in the future. We've also got a uh, bi-weekly IMSA broadcast for you on Thursday nights. More details of that to come up after the great success of IMSA Super Saturday. Now, in the 7-18 category, second and third have closed down. Marcus Deck in the Sim Racing Channel Black, confusingly the orange car, right up the rear aerofoil of the 303 ahead, which is Samuel Liebert. And again, looking like he's got a better car under him at the moment, Bruce, using far less road, not feeling the need to ride the kerbs and unsettle the car, which is what his competitor is ahead, although maybe just a little bit too conservative as they... Now, that is one kerb you can ride with the uh, block paving on the top as they're coming down. Where is this now? They're heading down towards uh, Bergwerk, aren't they? Uh, to Brunchen, excuse me. Uh, to Brunchen, where you've got to be careful of the, the camber on the road. But it, it is so difficult to pass here unless you've got a performance advantage and of course three of the categories uh, outside the SP9 that we're watching here this weekend Bruce three of the categories effectively a single manufactured categories with TCR being an all Audi RS3 and then the two Porsche categories so really it is the nut behind the wheel that's making the difference exactly and as the cars go airborne just uh, in exerting some caution as you can see the the Cayman up ahead is very twitchy indeed I'd love to see a rear shot right now of the car we're riding with which is uh, Marcus Deck's car he might be slightly twitchy as well the rear shot really tells quite a story but when this car up in front Samuel Liebert hitting the curves you can see that tail coming coming around and uh, it's so so difficult because if you think right I'm going to go up that side then the driver ahead hits these curves in a lot of places they're really very high they can bounce it right back into your flank as you try and dive up the inside so Marcus Deck exerting a fair bit of caution as he tucks in behind he does seem to have the car you've got to be patient of course that what they're looking for is coming up on a TCR class so the slow, slowest of the four classes of cars here on the digital NLS round number two because they can provide the opportunity you want because otherwise chasing a car from a, a one-make series effectively uh, gives you very little change indeed right a better toe as you go through the dotting ahoa can this toe be made to work my gosh yes it has up into second place goes Marcus Deck great move really good entry to the long long straight back towards the pits yeah he got a fabulous run through the gallows head corner Gallenkopf before he got into the dotted goal that's almost a triple apex or a triple pressure corner and he's turned that into a phenomenal lead uh, in that second position battle as he goes under the Bilstein Bridge wait 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 it's an edge before you break going up the hill here aim for the edge of the arm core on the left hand side and hopefully that pace you're going there means you just drift by it it's an extraordinary run through there and Pitts so these cars coming in for their first pit stops in the from second from yeah. second and third places with Baptiste Boudelier for Core Sim Racing having there he is now coming in he was first into the pit lane are they both in the no, oh no is that the damage box no the garage is the other side of the damage box okay yeah okay understood uh, it does look as though the Mercedes are going ah the Mercedes ahead so the, the two Caymans have come into their pits the orange Mercedes ahead uh, which I think is the number four is that number four Black Falcon? I think it is. The Dirt Muller and Nico Bastian car. 
Uh, that car's been parked in the pit lane for a wee while, I think, and hasn't troubled the top of the timing. Uh, Dirk Muller uh, brought that... Oh, now I say that, and I've just seen he's just brought that car in, but he was definitely in the penalty box there. What I haven't got is the race... On all these screens, I still haven't got room for the race control channel, which uh, does exist. Um, I need another pair of eyes and another screen or two. At RSL underscore studio. As John, it might, be, go ahead. it might be worth at this point explaining how many screens you've got in your studio set up because it's not just one with moving pictures, is it? Um, let's, let's call it seven and a half um, because I've got a little tablet as well that's working quite nicely. So we've got the strategy, thanks to James as ever, for providing us with uh, our timing. It's at the RSL, Radio Show Limited, network of channels, audio and vision, sound and vision together for the NLS, powered by VCO. Round two of the 2020 series, and we'll be with you for the next hour and 47 minutes. So Mike Rockenfeller is in fact here. There's the answer to the question, Bruce, that we were asking which Richard Westbrook took the start of the race, which we expected Rocky to do so, but in the gold Audi, Rockenfeller has just gone through in the number 14 car. So he has taken that car over after the pit stops and goes through there with pit stops around him in a seventh position behind Jimmy Broadbent in the 107 car, which finds itself now in sixth position after the first set of pit stops for the SP9 cars. So I think for Mike Rockenfeller, it was something that happens in real life from time to time. Drivers are, don't quite make it to the circuit in time. I think it's a virtual sleep-in, unfortunately, <laughs> for him. Well, I, I, do, I do remember long ago when drivers in sort of a Formula 3 level uh, sometimes if it was cold and they were Brazilian or whatever and they weren't used to racing in Snetterton in Norfolk which is rather cold in March and uh, one went to the car to get warm put his heater on his road car fell asleep and the team couldn't find him had no idea where he was but I shan't name his name to spare the blushes if if it if they are Brazilian and if it was cold uh, that is I think that's a title of a new book for you um, that sounds fantastic uh, that's Bruce Jones I'm John Hindhoff hello there welcome along this is cracking, isn't it? I'm really enjoying this. And it's, uh, it is building to a really interesting strategic conclusion. Uh, we've had stops for all of the top cars. And the Williams eSport BMW of uh, Sammy uh, Matty Trogan still leads. That's the number 109 machine. Uh, the uh, Audi, excuse me. Uh, he was always due to do a double stint. And then Dominic Stolp will finish the race off he's building a handy lead which is pretty much half a minute at the moment from Alexander Voss who's more than holding his own at the moment lapping 7.51 last time around which was second uh, 7.53 rather last time around which is right on the pace uh, of the leader in fact he took about half a second out of the leader last time around traffic is uh, being involved in that as well. HTP Winward, Marvin Dinst behind the wheel of the 48 car, uh, which was started, if I'm um, not mistaken, by Philip Ellis. Yes, it was. Checks piece of paper. Uh, and Correct. That is your top uh, four made up by Mikel Jensen at the moment. Here's another 10 minutes further back, uh, 10 minutes, 10 seconds further back for Valkenhorst BMW number 35 in fourth position, Bruce. 
and just uh, having a look of the teams that changed tyres in that first pit stop. The best place at the moment is team, Vodafone team Get Speed, Philip Noller. He's in eighth place overall. And the car that uh, I thought would be the top place car that had changed tyres, number 186. Don't forget that starting the outside the front row in the hands of Agustin Canapino, the Marla Racing team Audi. That's up the second pit stop and handed over to another driver, to Alex Arana. So that's why that's fallen down to 13th place. They've whacked a second pit stop in. Expect that to work its way forward. But can anyone do anything about the pace of Sammy Matty Trogan? He will hand over the race leading 109 Audi from William Esports at some point, but he continues to lap very, very well indeed. Well, the question, clear. Well, the question has to be, Bruce, and it's a question that perhaps the Twitterverse can answer at RSL underscore studio. Dominic Stahl, how good is he? And what sort of times will he be able to put in? We've not seen him. I've been watching the practice and the qualifying this morning in between cooking breakfast uh, here as well. Um, but I haven't seen Stahl's name beside that car, so I can't shed any light on it. Um, you had a quick look at some of the results from the uh, first race of the season uh, but the team the Williams Esports team didn't finish f in the top four did they? Uh, no they didn't I think we've had a major major um, upping of the, of the calibre of the field coming in for this this second round of the digital NLS and uh, you can certainly see teams being very serious indeed it's fitting we've got a BMW uh, on our screen at the moment Mikkel Jensen in fourth place overall clo closing in on Marvin Dietz Mercedes because BMW Motorsport put out official press releases they are taking sim racing super super seriously they've got lots of uh, DTM champions they've got drivers who star all around the world in the GT3 class and uh, that to me says just how seriously uh, digital racing is now being perceived yeah absolutely agree so in the Porsche 911 Club Mark and Asher still leads by 7 seconds they've done their first pit stops as well this one 15th on down over Claudius Veed for SMRC Cup in 2nd place in that category so that's a change of position because it was Mario Juris who was in second, so they've swapped positions. Asmussen, we know, made up a position after a mistake by Lucas Lippert. Uh, Kaiser, Lennart Kaiser for ProDyna E-Racing also made up a position at that point as well. Lucas Lippert in sixth position, then Rob Tyson in the RevMatch eSports car. That's the 211. Then 256 is Jay-Anne for Uro Motorsports. Uh, and the top nine... Made up by Moritz Oberheim for Monti Racing in the 299 car, which, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is the car. Well, maybe I am mistaken. No, that is the car that uh, Matt Campbell uh, was uh, driving in. So Matt Campbell, we believed at the first stint, and it'll be Martin Kronke who takes that car to the finish in the Porsche 718 GT4 class. Well, just a bit of action. A moment or two ago on the replay, the VCO replay. It's a bit of side-by-side -side action for Alex Arana for the Marla Racing Team uh, in the number 12 Audi. And uh, he was under extreme pressure by, I think that was Felix Schallenberg, was it? It might be Nico Mensel. It is Mensel. In the 188. Yeah, it is Mensel. Bit of bit of paint was being traded there. Uh, let me go. Alex Arana going forward, so he's certainly doing the right things. Right, OK. Uh, let me go back to the 718 GT Cup class, uh, the 718 uh, GT4 class, rather. Corsum Racing leads. It's Baptiste Baudelier, uh, who is behind the wheel there from Andre, uh, Andre Rakovic for Team 
Husinkveld. Uh, Husinkveld, uh, a manufacturer of extremely precision-made uh, sim rigs and other uh, paraphernalia for sim racing and Bruno Spengler um, prefers some of their gear uh, he's in second anyway at the moment uh, Rakovic then it's Marcus Dex has stayed behind the wheel of the sim racing uh, number sim racing channel uh, 399 uh, Porsche 718 GT4 uh, Sindra Setsas is, is behind the wheel now of the second of the core sim racing cars and he's got the sim rc.da carbon uh, machine of three seven number 376 of tom valentini uh, sitting about five seconds behind him and in tcr just to finish things off uh, steen ledger has come out at the front after their first set of pit stops for full send racing in the dark colored audi with stephen ebert for t3 motorsport has bounced right up the standings in a second that's the t3 motorsport by bkp uh, then it's Darius Needhart for Dot XE Esports, then Phoenix Racing, and then Schubert. So who did we lose out of all of that? Well, we certainly lost the couple of the leading there. Now, did they just have bad pit stops, or was there an incident out on the circuit that we didn't see? Can't answer that one at the moment. But definitely, then a new leader in TCR. We had a great five Audi battle, five Audis, four rings on each, and they were seems like they were going 10 rounds actually uh, never mind uh, 10 laps around the Nordschleife an extraordinary run that they uh, were putting together and it's Bruce Jones and John Hindhoff third position HTP Winwood and Valkenhorst having a battle together the uh, three-pointed star of HTP Winwood there was one season wasn't there when HTP who have been very loyal to Mercedes-AMG. I think they ran a Bentley for one year and then came back to uh, the German brand. Yes, they did in about, I think, 2014, possibly 2015, thereabouts. But yes, really, really Mercedes through and through. I just had a little scratch around, John, in the nicest way possible. Sammy Matty Trogan signed a contract with Williams Esports this year. He's also taking part in the Finnish Rally Championship and uh, did... Um, racing of uh, rallycross last year so he's really quick in and out of the cockpit so that's possibly explains oh. why he's so far clear 32 seconds to the good uh, thank you very much to thomas roth who's tweeting at rsl underscore studio Stalb will be running 746s he has a 7000 i rating and has won 30 percent of the races that he's entered uh, thank you thomas that's great stuff uh, and to put that in perspective for those of you who are perhaps coming to virtual racing for the first time um, anything over 5,000 is thought to be pretty good. If you get to 9,000, you're pretty much an alien. Uh, you're working, you're clocked at a different speed to use computer, uh, computer speak. So 5,000 gives you an ear license. Uh, up to 7,000, that's very impressive indeed. Hello to Aeropunk, who's uh, tuned in, tweets in at. Uh, RSL underscore studio good to have your company and Josh Barrett as well mega consistency from Philip Eng 7.51 on 6 laps on the trot amazing for such a, a long lap thanks Josh checking the timing as well and thanks to James for uh, giving it that to us today uh, this is going to get me in trouble says Richard Parsons this stream's so good um, I'm supposed to be painting in the kitchen but I can't tear myself away Team Valkenhorst Hello guys, great coverage this year. Yeah, great racing from you guys. And Mikkel Jensen 
doing his best to move up from fourth at the moment. Watching on YouTube, thanks for doing this race, bringing a sense of normality to everything, says Tom. Uh, that's what we're trying to do, trying to uh, just get things back to a little bit. It can't possibly be normal at the moment, but, you know, we're going to do our best to take you out of what's going on in the rest of the world to the moment. Uh, Alan Bradley, great to hear your voices on the digital NLS powered by VCO. At RSL underscore studio, as the battles continue, and particularly down at Callanhard for the Porsche Cayman GT4 category. Third and fourth, pretty close together with some of the faster SP9 cars, Bryce Jones, now coming through. Yeah, and I, I must say, just you just, just mentioned Walk and Horse Motorsport. Delighted to see that the fact when we saw the underside of David Pittard's car, that it was a virtual event because uh, he was right at the sharp end of the field and uh, was caught by a car going off the track in front of him, then coming back on just as he was fully committed. But uh, that car now in the hands of Sam Michaels. Uh, right down through the field but going again it's been a lot of times in the pits so uh, good to have that back out there but uh, highs and lows of virtual racing maybe slightly less effective than uh, highs of lows of uh, the real metal so no metal got bent in the making of this movie and uh, just having uh, more place changes up and down the order but uh, still nobody has the answer at all to Sammy Matty Trogan 33 seconds near enough to the good leading the race over Alexander Voss in the BS competition BMW, so it's Audi from BMW, Mercedes in third place, that's Marvin Dietz, but he's got Mikkel Jensen in the second of the BMWs in fourth, right under his rear wing. So look out for some more racing action from them. Yeah, that's Mikkel Jensen in the, the more usual BMW M Sport colours, the white car with the blue and red stripes on. I maintain that that BMW M Sport livery, whether it's on, a base, on the basis of a white car or indeed at the basis of a black car, which we've seen in reality as well as in sim racing is one of those liveries Bruce Jones that um, it cannot make it is impossible to make a car look bad by putting those colours on I think of the Martini stripes and one or two others you, you could mention Gulf Racing I suppose at this point and the, the variety of Gulf Racing and different coloured Gulf Blues as well of course but that BMW livery is just one of those classic ones it doesn't matter what shape the car is and in fact the Motorrad BMW Motorrad uh, livery is very similar to that and it, it, it cannot make a car look worse it certainly never makes it look slower and i also like the historical continuity <laughs> i still somewhere have um, uh, some old ca calendars i tore apart and uh, put on my wall at home of the uh, bmw csls when they had those fantastic battles in the early 70s with the ford cologne capris on circuits most notably like this the likes of hans joachim stuck jumping them over the top of the crests brilliant race livery and looks better on some than others, but it never, ever looks slow. You're quite right, John. And I like that historical continuity. Uh, I placed before the court BMW M1 Pro Car in full works livery. Uh, yes, please. Yes, please. I did actually once get a tentative offer to race one of those in the Young Timer event in the real world before the Nürburgring at 24. And we've never got round uh, to doing that, which I think is a three-hour race uh, before the 24 starts. Uh, in, in, fact, in, in fact, John, I noticed the studio show at the start of uh, the broadcast had uh, a driver who races one on a regular basis, uh, Patrick Simon. Yeah. Uh, raced many things, notably Porsches over the years, but he's very, very fond of his uh, BMW M1 and quite quick, so. Yeah, and he is a smashing guy. I've worked with him in the past uh, and he is an absolute enthusiast. He 
last time I saw him, we were uh, in Germany at a DTM round doing some work for Audi in what was meant to be the final ever Audi uh, TT Cup event where we had the Legends uh, race for that, which was great fun with Norbert uh, doing that with me. And he brought down a Ford Granada 2.8i estate car that had been a circuit intervention car at... Um, now, where was it? It wasn't Zandvoort. I think it was Zolder um, that it had been. Or it might have been Zandvoort. But he, he had that car and he was restoring it back to its former glory. And somebody had turned up all the racking system in the that was in the back for all the safety equipment. Bright orange it was. Absolutely beautiful. That's the sort of bloke that Patrick is. Uh, and he, he loves all that sort of stuff. And he loves his history. And he, he's, he drives some very, very nice classic and vintage racing cars and enjoys it and why wouldn't you those very oh. much analog cars aren't they absolutely so but the family has has the bug very badly i remember he was one of three simon brothers who came over and raced uh, it, it raced in germany raced in britain in formula ford you know th- th- that bug is deeply ingrained in their family's uh, bloodstream which is good to hear and he's always around with us at le mans as well and many other races through the through the course of the year but so glad to see he's still involved uh, as we go virtual racing until we can get the real racing underway. You know what, John? I think this will go on as, as well once we once we uh, will continue once real racing starts because clearly it's uh, quite a hit already. Uh, yeah, very true. Um, and you know, the, there has always been virtual racing, and there will continue to be virtual racing. What What's interesting to me and the guys uh, from our um, online racing program, the guys from Tora and the Torah Radio Show, which is every Thursday night on RS1, uh, one of the three full-time audio channels that Radio Show Limited uh, produce, Thursday night, 8 o'clock uh, on RS1. Uh, the guys were debating some of that, and there was a very spirited and sensible debate about um, advertising, tobacco advertising and liveries in sim racing uh, as well on last week's show. All available on the archive if you can't listen live uh, on a, a Thursday. And, and those guys, 13 years, the Online Racing Association have been going. And they are still, as far as I know, the only uh, online racing organisation to be recognised by their National Motorsports Association, which here in the UK is now called Motorsport UK. So, like the BRDC or the BRSCC, Tora are recognised as a motorsport organising body. And the amount of detail that they go into for their... Uh, race events and their series and, and you've seen the kind of detail that, that Bruce that, that goes into these events as well in terms of the driver briefings the amount of technical briefing that goes on for all these teams uh, and drivers uh, uh, this this is not something that's thrown together on a you know a wet Wednesday afternoon with five mates going on to a chat room and saying right let, let's start a race for two hours this is this is far beyond that Seriously, John, I, I've been totally blown away. I'm a newcomer to iRacing, and I watched a little bit a couple a couple of weekends ago to get my eye in, and again last weekend as it continues to sort of grow and grow and grow. But the level of detail is absolutely astonishing. And I, I think I mentioned this to you yesterday. I remember long, long ago, back in my days in the editor's chair at Autosport, when people started phoning up in the early 90s trying to build racing games. And I, you had no concept that it could get to where it is now. And I think it's phenomenal. In those days, they were asking for, um, you know, what's the incline at Donington Park going out of the old hairpin? You think, I have blue, but if you could find a, 
some uh, surveyors' drawings, you might have an idea. But you've also got stories about uh, how it's grown and grown, and the level of accuracy is just extraordinary in track mapping. Well, yeah, and laser scanning has come in since then. Um, I, there was, oh, this, I've gone back a few years now, there was a project that we were going to do a TV documentary on um, to uh, show the amount of work that goes on in laser scanning a track. And we were going to do it on the Nordschleife, funny enough. And of course, that's such a long track and it takes such a long time um, that we were going to get every laser scanning piece of equipment, uh, certainly in Europe, there and do it in, in chunks, but all at the same time and try and do it overnight because you don't want to close down. The, you know, the rest of the time, there's tourist laps or there's uh, industry, motor, motor, uh, automotive industry days and testing and, you know, paid events going on on this track so you know the Nürburgring very keen not to shut down their their method of, of getting incoming uh, and it actually didn't it didn't happen in, in the form that we were going to do it but when you do laser scan a track which is what iRacing are known for at Sebring for example that track was last scanned in 2011 and that is accurate to plus or minus one millimeter anywhere around the track uh, and that includes all the bumps and yeah all right has the the track evolved with a few chilly winters since 2011 yes but the point is it was exact or exact as you could be frankly one millimeter either way so that's a that's a that's a maximum difference of two millimeters anywhere on the circuit then i'm going to say that that's exact i i can't tell the difference between one or two millimeters in terms of whether that bump feels like it does or that curb feels like it does and I, I, there's nobody other than a data engineer that could probably tell you um, that sort of detail. So that is effectively spot on. Uh, and this is what we're talking about here. And again, if you're coming to this and watching, I accept we've got an audience here this weekend who probably wouldn't normally watch online racing. But that's the level of accuracy that you're talking about. And the car models in particular are very, very uh, accurate and being worked on to the point where I know a couple of touring car teams who do basic setup work, more than basic setup work, they get actually roll out the truck at some events with a setup that they have honed with their driver and their race engineer on iRacing because it is that close to reality. It's an extraordinary thing. This is simulation. This is a game. This is simulation. And there's a big difference between the two. Now, this battle for third position is starting to hot up again with Mikkel Jensen in the uh, BMW, the white, red and blue car being closed in on by Marvin Dietz. In fact, those two have swapped places, haven't they? They have they, swapped places. Yeah, so, that, so that's Jensen's gone through because he was in fourth position, Bruce. Yeah, he was, he was one and a bit seconds faster uh, last time around. 1.3 seconds faster last time around. He looked pretty tidy having broken his way clear again. You know, didn't qualify exactly where he wanted to be uh, for Balkan Horse Motorsport. That car started in 10th. 10th, it's not bad, up to 3rd. Look at that. But uh, some of their rivals have taken on tyres at their pit stop, whereas the Jensen car number 35 will be doing that uh, when it comes in for its second of uh, three pit stops in this uh, in this race. And uh, let's see uh, how they go. But in terms of lap times... Oh, from the lead of the race, Sammy Matichogan has done two stints, has now just pitted. He's a second or two into his pit stop, whereas his rivals in third and fourth position, we're riding with them now, haven't got yet level with the pits. That's interesting. He's come in a lap earlier than last time around. He did, did seven. He, do seven? Six. he did and seven. 
Yeah. And now he's done. Actually, he's only done. Ah, he hasn't crossed the line yet, has he not? Yes, he, no, he's only done five laps then in that second stint. Uh, and Alexander Voss oh, right. is coming as well. So now, I wonder if that's just half distance. It is pretty much, isn't it? It's uh, it's halfway through the three hours. So he's now going to hand over to a very handy iRacing driver, Dominic Stalb, with a rating of 7,000. Uh, that's extremely handy indeed. And he will take on the Williams eSport machine. Uh, also coming in from second place... Did we get the second place car in? Yes, we did. Lauren Heinrich in and or in and out. So Florian Bourdan has gone through for race union and will lead the race. Yeah, he's in number 87 and I'm sure we'll be coming in next time around. So his Audi at the front. He's sharing with Marvin Otterbach. Maybe they're just going to split this 50-50 in this three-hour so. race. I think that's exactly what's happening. I also think what we saw was no tyres for the first stop for... Um, the leading car because he knew he was only effectively doing a stint and just over a half stint two thirds let's say so it'll be new tyres on for the new drivers uh, Florian Bourdain goes through then into the lead seven laps on the stint for Florian at the moment and he's been in the car since the start so did six laps for his first stint and on his seventh lap now, would presume he'll come in at the end of this lap in the race union SP9. Uh, and that's the 87 car we're talking about. And it's, uh, as, as Bruce has just mentioned, Marvin Otterbach, who will do the second half of that race. Christian Kreunz has got in on board the Falcon Horse Motorsport number 35 team. And that car is back out again. He's come out in seventh position yeah Jimmy Broadbent is out in the 107 uh, Niels Koch has got into that Jack Sedgwick out of the pits in the 48 Timo Scheider in the Audi number 414 that's one of the TCR cars Timo out so that's another big name uh, real world driver and we've literally got big name real world drivers through all four classes uh, in in this NLS powered by VCO and we're just under half distance Bruce Jones is with me John Hindorf thoughts on the first half of the race Bruce tremendously consistent and precious few mistakes we've seen a couple of big accidents but really you know we're looking at people at the very top of their game uh, in the sim world both from the real world and the sim world we're not seeing people weaving around other than defending their position which Spengler was doing earlier on but you know the cars are tracking straight and true they are taking proper racing lines exactly as you'd expect from people at the top of their game. No, in indeed. And I think what we're going to see, first of all, I'm massively, deeply impressed by, by the show that's been put on by uh, VCO uh, for the Digital NLS series. I think I think it's phenomenal. Uh, the level of information we're getting is, is good and it will be getting better and better as we advance through the season. But I think what I, I sort of expected with these uh, big-name racing drivers in among sim racers would be the sim racers were totally on top of their game. We've seen that with uh, Sammy Matichrogan. But what we're seeing is the gap between them and the regular professional racing drivers is going to come down by the round. They, they will be very, very busy. They'll be working a seven-day week because if they're being uh, losing a second or two around the Nordschleife, they won't want to do that next time around. And I think we'll see the gap between the pro drivers, you saw this in the States, will close by the week, by the month, through the course of this season. 
and I, I think it's very, very interesting. It's another slant on, on the whole equation, and I'm just really, really grateful we've got some uh, semi racing to watch while uh, full metal racing is uh, put in the sidelines while uh, COVID 19 is being sorted out. Hello to Andrew Muggeridge. He's tweeted at RSL underscore studio, which is how you get in touch with us. Loving the coverage, great graphics and camera angles. Nice to hear. Uh, Hindoff and Jones bringing it to life. Very kind of you to say so. Tora tuned in, of course. And uh, now a weekly show on Thursday, uh, looking at all things sim and online. Uh, Kurt Haljensen is... Uh, apologies for absence, really. Sorry, I'm a bit late to the fun, but I had a 215 lap NASCAR race on iRace and I had to finish. But he's in now. Uh, that's the most thing. Uh, Jesse Peel is saying what I like is so many of these races are streamed free great with people trying to save money right now it's good isn't it uh, and by the way Tor is saying uh, we hope you get to enjoy even more sim racing in the coming weeks the Porsche races Super Cup and IMSA events all coming up in the next few weeks every other Thursday as well uh, for IMSA more details on the circuits and the entry remember we had 50 IMSA drivers uh, for Super Saturday right let's pick up some of the battles again here as we're into the second half now of the NLS powered by VCO this is round two carving their way through the traffic and it looks like it's a couple of uh, cars battling for position they've just got past the number 14 uh, that's the uh, Mike Rockenfeller Phoenix car so the question was was that a battle for position or was that the leaders it was the leaders going through it was Dominic Stahl, uh, Steib uh, and Lauren Heinrich uh, for Williams Esport and BS Competition. Florian Bourdain still leads, but also a pit stop. Then it's Rockefeller. So this is second, third and fourth. Absolutely together. The gold Audi is Rockefeller. We expected him to start the race, but he gave that privilege up to Richard Westbrook, who did a sterling job. Went a lap longer than many of the other cars around him. They're at the base of the hill heading up to the Caracciola Carousel now. Second, third and fourth, absolutely together. And behind them, Philip Nolet for uh, Vodafone Team Get Speed is not that far away either. Christian Croings just about a second behind him, sixth and seventh. Then it's Philip Schallenberg for Racing Fuel Academy in eighth. Jack Sedgwick for HTP Windward ninth in the top ten mid up by Team BMW Bank, the number 107. That's uh, Nels Koch in that car. But a, what, four, three-car battle pack here. Now make that a four-car battle pack because there is another GT3 car coming up the back of that as they're heading through traffic at the moment and that's another Audi that's uh, in the back of this little group of cars that are battling the second on down and what I can't work out Bruce is who that other Audi is because I don't have I was hoping you'd give me another couple of seconds that's precisely what I've been trying to work out but of course what we have is a whole gang it's of Mattia Drudy it's Mattia Drudy I okay. think who's a lap back but he's, he's quicker he's done two pit stops he's done two pit stops whereas uh, the number seven the, the car in seventh place has only done the one I think that's the situation we're finding at the moment number that's Mike Rockefeller. Let's see, what's he done? He's, yeah, just the one. Mm, interesting. So, Mirko Bertolotti started that car. Mattia Drudy's in it now. This is the 88, Team WRT1. Now, he's, he's in 17th position in class, uh, which puts him down in 25th overall. But he's clearly got some pace in that car now, and he's trying to make up 
some ground before he hands it off to Dominic uh, Blager to take that car to the end. That was what was... Now, here's a strange one, John. Go ahead. The pit stop for Mattia Drudy's car was only 2.4 seconds at a standstill last time. Maybe it served a penalty. Right. Not, not the full five-minute penalty. I'll keep an eye, because everyone else's pit stops. A quick pit stop without a tyre change, as we established, is just under 30 seconds, with a tyre change about 1 minute 10. So 2.4 seconds. That doesn't quite equate to either of those. Yeah, and that's... That's why it's down in 17th. He is one lap off the lead. I wonder if he's had a stop and stop and go that's right through for incident count remember it was 20 incident count for the first stop and go and then every five after that brings you back in uh, to the pit lane so that's it he is one lap off the lead but trying to get that back through goes Dominic Stibe who now leads because Florian Bordan has come in from the lead in the race union SP9 that's the number 87 car. So Stive back in the lead for Williams Esports. Then Otterback in second. Uh, oh, Otterback rather getting into the race union car. 40 uh, seconds is the gap back to effective second place now. Sorry, 27, the screen moving faster than my brain. 27 seconds right. back to Lauren Heinrich for BS competition. So sort of as you were not so long ago, the uh, Williams Esports Audi leading from the BS competition BMW. That time's going the way of the Williams Esport Audi at the front of the field. So where's Otterback going to drop back in in that race union team car, the 87? That's the question. At seventh, I would reckon. Right, OK. In the Audi class, TCR category. Uh, it is down the field for that. Uh, in that class, it's still Steen Ledger, who leads for full send racing. Stephen Eber in second. Yannick Brenner for Phoenix in third. 11th position, the 401. Girls only by Nürburgring Esports. Carrie Schreiner and Celia Martin in their Audi. And it's Celia driving at the moment in 11th position. They've got uh, Timo Scheider uh, a lap further back in 12th. I'm just trying to see if they're, who they're trying to chase down. Leon Haarhoff for Scuderia Augusto Berg Brühl. A little bit further round. There is a degree of uh, degree of difference of uh, ability and experience here, as you always get on the Nürburgring. So Grand Sport in 7th, Torsten Kratz in the triple three it's got Manuel Weibel in the 397T uh, RSO car and this is the Porsche category and those two are battling for position this is the Cayman GT4 Cup class what a draft what a draft Manuel got there and is into the tier guard now Bruce he might even have a chance running to if they stay out which I think they should do they're not due a pit stop yet He's going to have a run into the first corner here. And that was all down to the uh, the drag, the aerodynamic advantage he got down the Donegahua. You know, we've seen that before with the, the Cayman class in Cup 3 because uh, about half a dozen laps ago we had one gaining third position uh, in, in, in the drag and he got it long. Actually, only just past Dossinger, long before Tiergarten. 
and uh, they seem to punch quite a big hole, which is quite extraordinary for such sleek cars, or maybe there have been slight mistakes coming onto the, onto the, the long, long straight back towards the pits, but uh, certainly these Caymans, very, very good to watch indeed. And the, has, that, has that position changed? Yes, it has. The 397's yeah. gone through. Uh, that is Manuel Viable in the RSO 397, now ahead of the Zorg Rennsports, Torton Kratz driven triple three. I have a suspicion that that one is not over yet, and... Uh, although we've got a three-hour race, probably around three hours and uh, six or seven minutes uh, in, since we had the green flag. Uh, these guys will be dragging each other down the Donica Hall and uh, trying for an overtake coming to the line. That is the way of these cup classes. And uh, I have had many a chuckle with Johnny Palmer and Bruce Jones in the real-life version of the... Uh, NLS, organised by the VLN, where we've been well after the leaders have pulled their cars up in Park Fermier, and then all of a sudden there's a, a Cup 4 or a Cup 3 BMW gaggle of cars, which are for major positions, some five, six, seven minutes after, effectively, the race at the front of the field is well and truly over, and Johnny and Bruce having to pick themselves up again and find another gear, which they manfully do every well, you've time. you've got to stop gathering your bits of notepaper and putting them in cars. You've got to keep <laughs> looking yes. pay attention. And then, of course, one of the biggest races of all is uh, to then sort the many, many classes to go up to their podium ceremony at the end of the day. I've no As idea a commentator, you're a little bit wrung out, but uh, that's when certain people who work the podium ceremony have to really, really be on their toes. I heard a lot of people who are there, a lot of them just for the crack down in the junior classes and, um, you know, maybe not used like professional drivers to understand when they are required at the podium so it really is a herding fish combination Tom Valentini in the Sim RC team uh, closing up on the back of this battle for 4th and 5th between team Husqvelt and uh, just in there as well and this is the again this is another Porsche all Porsche GT4 battle uh, and they're having a cracking battle uh, at the moment the ad hoc gaming by my days Lucas Muller 369 car right in that as well watch that mustard coloured car coming in behind them because that is the next car back I'm pretty certain yeah it is it's the Sim RC DA Carbon Tom Valentini driven 376 so this now Bruce is 4th 5th and 6th Andy Rakovic Lucas Muller and Tom Valentini and they are all battling for position 301 369 and 376 fourth fifth and sixth position in the Cayman GT4 class if they stay like this they'll be joined by Manuel Weibel as well he's a, a handful of seconds back because they're certainly slowing each other down but very very tidy driving I've been really impressed particularly with the uh, Cup 3 class that's the Porsche 718 Caymans and uh, again some great uh, onboard footage looking backwards and again if you've never seen a race in the Nürburgring Nordschleife why not but uh, this is a really, really good advertisement for just how hard these drivers have to work. And again, we mention it time and time again, John, one little slip up and it can really cost you half a lap or even laps of uh, trying to gain an odd second here or there. So easy to slip up. But I must say in this race, people have been very, very impressive indeed. Is this your first experience of, of watching sim racing at this level, Bruce? First, well, the last couple of weekends I've had a look-see, but I must say this has impressed me deeply. And I think a lot of it also is simply just the, the majesty of the Nürburgring Nordschleife and the sheer level of uh, 
accuracy of, of, the, of the backdrops. I mean, all they haven't got is uh, the crowds you'd have around the, the full circuit for the Nürburgring 24 hours. That'll take a little longer to, to colour in in the background and uh, therefore the atmosphere that rises uh, later in the year. But I, I think they've done a, an astonishing job. So, yes, first real full taste. And certainly when you commentate on it, you get far more wrapped in it than if you're just simply having a casual look with a cup of tea. So, yes, loving it. Well, plenty more of this to come in the coming weeks. Hello to Randy Brown, whose uh, memory serves. Randy is in Washington State, Seattle, and he is one of the army of essential workers who are still getting the post out in the Pacific Northwest. Thanks very much for all your hard work, Randy, heading into the drive into work, so he'll be listening on RS1, part of the... Video Show Limited network of audio and video channels. If you can't stay and watch the full race, you can take it with you in audio only. We don't want you being too distracted if you are doing essential work and having to drive somewhere. Take it with you uh, and uh, link it to your car. Or if you're going out for a walk, you can uh, have your earbuds in and listen to it. RS1, one of three full-time audio channels with always motorsport or motor racing content on it thanks Randy keep up the good work mate please stay safe and uh, look after yourself over there won't you so still by the way a very pleasant 18.3 degrees Celsius barely any winds 7-8 kilometres an hour and the track temperature has been absolutely solid at around about 25 degrees Celsius still a little bit of cloud in the sky uh, and if there's much more cloud than that, it will affect the track temperature. We did have fog for the first NLS powered by VCO race. No sign of that at the moment. We can't get rain here at the Nordschleifer in this simulation. But different temperatures will have a marked difference on the track, which is evolving all the time, by the way. So at certain parts of the circuit, you might see it actually if you look carefully on the Grand Prix circuit. You might just see a little bit of marbles on the outside of the ideal racing line. Out on the Nordschleife, it, it tends to be there's so many different lines. Oh, there's a touch there in that battle in the GT4 category. And that was a little gentleman's excuse me there. Coming through, if you don't mind, in that battle that we've been watching. And it was Tom Valentini in the Sim RC machine, wasn't it, who went through? Oh, no, it was Rakovic. No, he's still in, yeah. still in behind him. Yeah. The battle just in front, Rakovic and Muller. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that grass was rather kind if it obviously hasn't been raining overnight. You were talking about the track conditions. It's gone up two degrees. It was 23 degrees at the start of the race, or just after the start. It's now 25. Air temperature, 18 degrees. Little gusts of wind, nothing too much, but certainly would have been a bit windy in the cockpit there. The car moving sideways off the track onto the grass, but fortunately not kissing the barriers. And uh, for Andrei Rakovic, Fourth to fifth, but he's still ahead of Tom Valentini. Great little battle. Fourth, fifth and sixth in the Cup 3 class. And as you can see, he's still fighting as they come down the straight. But it looks though Rakovic might lose another position. Valentini in the uh, yellow-nosed Porsche, tucked in behind for Sim RCD Carbon. Will he get up to fifth place by the end of the lap? Still a little distance to go. It's a straight, but as you can see, with kinks on it. And the car in fourth place, Lucas Muller, doing what he needs to do to try and break the toe. Yeah, he hasn't managed to do it. And Rakovic has got a really good run in the blue and white under the Bilstein Bridge, you don't even really turn the wheel there, you just look to the inside and your eyes drive you through it, now coming up to Teegarten, super late on the brakes here, it's quite steeply uphill and you use that to slow you down and through they go, that 
left, right, left, and pits. So fourth, uh, sorry, fifth and sixth come into the pits there. So that's Valentini in the blue nose car and Rakovic in the yellow car rather and, and Valentini. Oh, now is this? No, they've both gone past the straight up for tyres as well for the 301. So that was an easy one to see. So tyres going on that 301 and already Maximilian Fritz listed against the team uh, Husinkveld machine. So it will be Maximilian who takes the next stint there. OK, I've just been keeping an eye on a car that's worked its way up the order. Down in 13th at one point, Alex Arana took over the 186 Audi that started on the outside of the front row for, for Marla Racing Team. Up to third now, Alex Arana took that over from Agustin Canapino, but that took tyres at its first pit stop, didn't at the second, where most of its rival did the reverse. And that was a so very okay. short second stint there for Canapino. Correct. Um, I think... That was only a two-lap stint. Yes, it was. That was only a two-lap stint. And Iran has been in that car now for five laps with a best lap time of 7 minutes 50.1. That's not messing about for Alex. No, unfortunately for him, the two car drivers in front, Dominic Stive in the Williams Esports Audi and the BS Competition BMW with Lauren Heinrich last time around were doing uh, 7 minute 49s. They are marginally faster, but certainly for Marla Racing Team, it's been a good stint for Marana. And uh, he didn't just have to do the lap times, he had to do the overtaking as well. Yeah, and uh, it really did a very, very good job. As we've seen, it's uh, a hard track, even though it's 25 and a bit kilometres around, it's a hard track to find a passing place. Bit of a battle starting to build up at the head of the class that we've been watching recently. And by the way, the 301 and the 376, the Heisingveld machine out ahead as it was Ooh, just a little wheel off the grass uh, on the grass there for the Heusingveld driver Maxi Fritz and right behind him now Marcel Fassbender for Simar CDA Carbon uh, that's in the uh, now I'm just looking at the side of that car and uh, seeing what the as they are going on to the hats and back now and the black and yellow car can to see who the major sponsor was uh, on that car lovely work by all of the livery artists by the way chatting with Andy Blackmore real world artist uh, recently about that Andy just saying to us that uh, He's had to learn some new skills to lay his uh, livery designs onto a variety of different simulations, but uh, has been getting involved in some of the sim teams as well as translating some of the real-world designs that he's done onto sim racing cars. You sort of feel that Andy can't sleep for the first half of the year, and now his workload's got even greater, but, you know, well done to Andy. He's been phenomenal over, over the years from uh, since he got into race, race car liveries and, uh, you know, sets the standard, I think it could be said. Well, he's a good lad, Andy, and he's been involved in some classic liveries down through the years. At RSL underscore studio, hello, a bath driver. Loving the racing on the... Nordschleife for the NLS uh, 
He says, it's my son, Steen, in the full send TCR. Send a shout out to him. He's been doing a good uh, job, actually. Uh, and uh, a bath driver I met at the end of the uh, Mission Motorsport Silverstone Day, which was tremendously successful for the transition day for the military personnel coming uh, back into civilian life. And I was uh, very honoured to be a part of that and help out. Met some lovely people as well. Sneaked out onto the track in the 968 at the end of the day and gave some of the beneficiaries uh, a run round the track. Might not have been the newest car around there, but we were fun, particularly in the damp conditions. The those guys doing wonderful work. Uh, and a bath driver, Steen's been doing a good job in that uh, TCR, right at the sharp end of the field at RSL underscore studio. Now. Is Heinrich in that number 109 just getting the better of the leader? Just uh, starting just to nibble into the lead there, isn't he? 24 and a half seconds? Yeah. And fastest lap last time around for that car, 749-1. Exactly. The previous lap, he was about eight tenths of a second faster than Dominic Steib, who's still leading in the Williams Esports uh, Audi. But that lap, he, he took, well, just over two seconds out of that lead. So... It's great. This is the car, the BS competition. BMW that started right at the sharp end of the field in Philip Eng's hands, hands but uh, Lauren Heinrich is showing he is more than equal. In fact, he's bettered the pace that Philip Eng set in the first pass of the race. Yes, he's not really very close to anybody else, but in fact, Alex Arana is now starting to close uh, into within a small distance behind, so he hasn't got it all his own way as he sets off after Dominic Steib, but certainly putting in a very good number of laps but uh, still the gold standard is the driver who started from pole position in the Williams Esports Audi uh, that's the 109 car started by Sammy Matty Trogan a star of iRacing signed up by Williams for all of this sim racing and also takes part in the Finnish Rally Championship this year he will when the rounds get underway without interruption so a star behind a virtual wheel and a real one and he certainly put that car in a commanding lead but it is coming down Meantime, battle for sixth and seventh in the Porsche Cup category. And Pinbjot looking for a way past Burnt Zabel. And this is the green car in sixth position in class. That's Burnt Zabel for Project GT and The Rev Match Esports car, Pinbjot behind in the 211. And he's right behind. There's almost a little bit of bump drafting. And you really can't do that here. Has to be very precise flat out through the lefts and rights don't take too much of the kerbs don't forget the green green and silver Porsche is the one that went off earlier in the race Lucas Lippert having a moment to halfway oh, around the lap don't forget it and just missed the barriers went lost the position went down to fifth place in class he's still there or thereabouts but it could have been a very different story indeed but being driven very well there by Bernd Schiebel is that the commentator's curse I ask myself Metzgefeld and through the First of two left-handers, the second one slightly uphill. Get turned in nice and early, stay to the middle of the road. And now down the hill to this very heavy braking area. Difficult to get your braking point right there. Easy to lock up a, a wheel there. Short shift, up the gear. And then just balance the car on the throttle. You want to be putting as little input in as possible through these tricky right-handers as you're plunging downhill. It's the left-hand hairpin to come next all the way down through the gearbox trying to stay off the kerbs both sides and now heading down towards the bridge at Adnap and again remember 
the visual cue is the little access road on the right hand side that's where you thinking about braking and turning in ease the car to the second of the left eight misses up the hill no need to brake there you can let the hill slow you down great run by the seventh position car the ref match esports car goes to the left hand side he's got a little bit of an overlap that's good driving by both of those porsche pilots there as they came through the left-hander uh, before Bergwerk. That was set up brilliantly by Pim, who did a good job a couple of corners further back to close in. And once he got the overlap, you've got to say, Bruce, very, very sensible driving. Pim did the hard work and got the overlap, but Bernd Zeibel did, uh, Zeibel, excuse me, for the Project GT Einstein Day driver, he did a fabulous job of being aware of what was going on around him he was neat and tidy but ever since about 30 seconds ago i said he's driving really well he started to get looser and looser and you could see he just couldn't get the car to turn in where he wanted and that is why pimboo the dutchman had that fantastic run up the hill and made it work but again as you pointed out the fact that uh, Bernd siebel gave him a bit of space and is now trying to fight back but certainly pimbao has uh, has a better car under him or he's driving it in a better manner at this point in the race we're into the final hour into the final hour already how did that happen yeah absolutely right that's Bruce Jones I'm John Hindhoff let's give you a run through what's going on this battle's all over uh, at the moment let's start in TCR which we haven't seen for a little while but still decent racing going in there all the TCRs are Audi RS3 LMSs and it's Stephen Ebert for T3 Motorsport for BKP who is leading but also some pit stop he's only done one stop uh, there Joachim Franosch who uh, the full send racing 485 car which was racing uh, he's down in fourth position it's the first of the TCR cars who've done two stops so that means Ebert Martin Aschert for Schubert Racing uh, Schubert Motorsport in second the 428 and Yannick Brenner in third for Phoenix Racing Esport they're still also pit stop first of the pit stoppers then the 485 Joachim Franosch for full send racing then the DOT.exe Esport Dennis Needhart uh, is in fifth and sixth Patrick Kubinich who is in the core sim racing car he also has a pit stop as well so next up is Connor Karnick for Wolf Motorsport Sim Racing he has made his second pit stop uh, yes he has and he's in 6th position but some of those cars at least uh, 3 or 4 of those cars needing to make pit stops in the Porsche GT4 Cup what exciting racing it has been Marcus Deck leads by just 2 tenths of a second from Sindra Sa- uh, Sats uh, in, uh, Satsis in second place for Core. It's Baptiste Boudelier in third place also for Core. And there's nothing between the lead car and the 303. They are tracking in each other's wheel tracks at the moment as they head up the hill towards Schwalbenschwanz and the top of the Foxhall. Awesome, fearsome left hander. Look for the change in tarmac and start to get the car slowed down. Stay off that right hand curb. It'll just unsettle you and then down through the foxhole that's first and second and right in behind Sexas is the third place car the second of the sim racing core machines and that's Baptiste Boutelier about eight seconds further back Lucas Muller is the ad hoc gaming by my days driver and then it is Marcel Fassbender for sim RC DA Carbon in the 376 car and all of those cars are on the same pitch strategy at the moment uh, in 9-11 GT, uh, in, in the 9-11 Cup, it's Robert Klotz for Asher Racing who leads from uh, Sim RC Cup 2 
in second place that Simon Grossman it's about 23 seconds between them then the Sim Racing Academy Mario Jury is in third position from Pro Dino Racing that's the green car Jan Fecker and Jens Hartranf for H2 Performance SRT is in uh, the next position that'll be fifth position in GT3 and at the head of the field and I'm trying to get this done before Core Racing take this position <laughs> down here which is the lead in the 9-11 in the, uh, uh, the Cayman Cup class excuse me Dominic Staub leads for Williams Esport but he's been gradually reeled in by uh, Lauren Heinrich for BS competition 23 seconds the gap now Alex Arana is a further 39 call at 40 seconds back for Marla Racing Team and the 186 in third and the top six made up by Christian Cronus for Valkenhorst Racing he's another 10 seconds further back he's got 23 seconds on Jack Sedgwick for HTP Winwood in the 48 car and Marvin Otterback has taken over the race union in SP9 number 87 which has led on the pit stop uh, cycles now as I took my eye off the action did anything happen no it did not the car car is still sitting behind so that's the 303 are uh, still sitting in second place Sindri sets us with Marcus Deck as they head up the hill from Bergwerk heading up the hill those two well let's call it three Bruce because third position there the second of the core racing car is not that far behind no he's not I've been watching his lap times he's not as quick and I think he's able to stay with Sindri or just with Sindri Setsas in his sights his teammate in the 303 Porsche we're looking back from the car that's leading the class the Sim Racing Channel black entering as you said black by name but not in terms of race delivery it's red and blue and white Marcus Deck though leading the way in that but he is holding up Sindri Setsas I think every time he slightly delays him that keeps Baptiste Boudelier in the battle but he's not really in the battle in fact he's only just in our shot but then let's not be picky we've done two hours and ten minutes of racing and uh, the first three in that class covered by two and a half seconds it's that competitive BMW Motorsport tweeting let's see if BS competition can still catch up to the Williams Esports bit of a Twitter battle going on between the two accounts as well BM get following them BMW Motorsports and Williams Esports and there's uh, clearly people sitting back at base watching and listening as well there if you had any doubt about how seriously this has been taken that is the BMW Motorsport account hashtag stay home hashtag stay safe from BMW they ran at Sebring in a special uh, IMSA Super Saturday livery with hashtag stay home on it which I thought was very uh, very interesting and appetite for the conditions right down to uh, Brunchen for this battle for the lead in GT4 always a decent place to watch there you see cars through a couple of corners and if you get the chance to go to the Nürburgring in reality you know even on a test day or a tourist day you'll always see plenty of people there taking photographs and videos because you get to see a variety of different lines and you see how the cars are working down there as well you come across the, the rise for the left hander then drop into the long right hander then disappear up the hill to another right hander lovely little flowing section that follows on from that through the ice curve and Flansgarden and then down towards Schwalbenschwanz again over the bridge all oh, super super quick through this part of the circuit oh a little tap of the curb there by the leader in GT4 you can use the block paving on the left now towards the bridge break from the middle of the road definitely a bit more curb Bruce being used here by the leader and I just wonder what that's doing and whether that's giving Sindra 
Uh, Satsas, a little bit of um, encouragement. Needs to get a good exit from the Gallows head corner, which is the next set of right-handers before they get out of the long straight. He's been offering him encouragement for the last two laps, and Dernie's hitting a curb. I was about to chip in that he hits it at every second corner, but still leading that nine, nine uh, sorry, the seven, nine, seven, one, eight class. It's a great, great battle, but you just have to say his days must be now, but Marcus Deck still leading the way, but he's been harried, harried, harried by Setsas, and I think it is just a case of what will come next, the pit stop or the lead driver in the uh, Cayman class getting it wrong, but somehow he's skirted with disaster and got away with it so far. They are quicker than the third car of Boudelier, but he may yet pick up the pieces. And that could be the uh, opposite time, turn there. He's about three, four seconds back in third in class, and in fact, the last few moments, Setsas has suddenly lost a lot of ground down the run from uh, dotting a her and uh, can't really explain why there. Yeah, that's an odd one, that. Maybe just didn't quite get the entry to the uh, dotting a her that he wanted. Uh, I'm just looking. They've uh, done seven laps on this stint now. Uh, they did eight laps. Both of these... Uh, no, Marcus Dex been in from the start. It was Samuel Liebert, of course, who started the 303. So I think in next time in next time around for both of those uh, drivers, because pretty much everybody has done an eight-lap stint in that uh, GT4 Cayman uh, category. Just looking to see who's due pit stops at the front of the field. Alex uh, Arenas is on his seventh lap in the Marla Racing number 186 car. Remember, Canapino did just a two-lap stint at half distance, so maybe one more for... Alex before he comes in that car sitting uh, down no no he's just made the pit stop uh, has he? Just the, yeah because yeah. he got up to third place was about a minute down right, on the yeah. race leader setting good laps but he's doing a second stint other people who've sort of their cars have had problems but setting very good laps um, Scott Michaels for the number 34 walking horse motorsport BMW down in 19th place that was the one that flipped remember oh, yeah. in the race David Pitt, Pittard and, and the BMW team Green Hell car, which is one position further back and uh, several laps down. Kay Kashuba, one of the quickest drivers on the track at the moment. So uh, easy to miss people when they're down beyond the top dozen or so. But uh, some good driving and that you can be sure these drivers, when they get to take part in the next round of this in two weekends time on the, what does that make it, the 18th of April, they'll be quicker still. But then what will conditions be that day? Mm, let's find out. Well, again, people who are new to uh, this simulation, iRacing, uh, iRacing, part of the reality of iRacing, if I, if I could use that and if you understand what I mean, part of the reality of the simulation is that all of the longitude and latitude of the circuits are, are plugged into a global database and the weather patterns for that area uh, are replicated in terms of what you would expect. Now, they're not going to be actually live, but I did get... When I tweeted a picture earlier on when I was watching the qualifying and we had a nice uh, helicopter shot looking out into the Eiffel Mountains, I did tweet it and somebody who lives about 20 k's, less than 20 k's away from the start line of the Nordschleife said, that's exactly what it's like today, that's pretty much spot on. Uh, so that is again the, the part of the, the draw of eye racing is that you do get, I'm not saying it's going to be identical today, but the weather patterns are... Um, reflective of, of the time of year for the area of the world that the racetracks are on. We've had a little bit of cloud cover all the way through this race, which has kept the track temperature to 
Well, it hasn't gone above 25 degrees. It's dropped back about a degree now, 23.9 degrees Celsius. The air temperature remaining steady at 18 to 18 and a half degrees Celsius. No real wind to talk about, but just a little bit of cloud cover here and there, which will make a difference in different parts of the circuit. Battles further down the field that Bruce were, was mentioning earlier on. 17th and 18, Jan Sentowski and uh, Tommy Oestgaard with... AMG and ah, in fact that's not the next car back that's the 14th position car so that's about to put a lap or that's Jens Althaus for car collection sim racing uh, in the BMW yeah, well, that time when cars are uh, starting to jumble their order as some making their third pit stops one thing I've noticed the developers might need to do for early season races in future all those deciduous trees are fully leafed at the moment but that's my only quibble so far <laughs> oh you are picky Jones you really are picky. they've concentrated on the stuff that matters though the cars look absolutely brilliant the onboard footage is fantastic and the number of high angle drone shots if you will uh, you know a joy to behold the, the, the thing that I really like is that the engine noises uh, on the GT Le Mans cars at, uh, at Sebring a couple of weeks ago uh, the Porsche 911 RSR still one of the best sounding GT cars I think it's got it's got a sharp edge to that like razor blades across your eardrums here you can tell the difference between the AMG with the low rumble of that car the slightly different sound of the BMW V8 the Audi being the V10 is, is different again it's very very well done very well done indeed inside the last hour so one pit stop left for uh, most of the lead for all of the leaders I would say um, we are well inside the window for the last pit stop now yeah don't forget gap came down to 20 seconds uh, with the uh, BS competition Chasing, chasing Lauren Heinrich, closing in on Dominic Stibe, who's still leading for Williams Esports. But yeah, there's uh, been a change, Heinrich's though. Car. There's been a change. Yeah, no, because because Heinrich has just come in for the exactly. third pit stop. Exactly. So, so that's yeah, the yeah. last pit stop for Heinrich, the BS competition then for the BMW, which has put Valkenhorst Motorsport, Christian Kronius, in to second position for the moment, but still with one stop to go. I, I always like the, the tactic of getting your last pit stop done first. I, I always think that that's not a... If you're not leading, I always think that's a good thing to do. Get it done, get into the rhythm towards the end of the race, Bruce. Yeah, remove the variable. I think you just make it as small as possible. But I tell you, as small as possible is the gap between first and second in the Cup 3 class. Marcus Deck now had it hanging on just by a tiny amount. Sindri sets us. He's been close before, but he's half a car length down. Those two Caymans going... Uh, almost nose to tail through the carousel and uh, looking as though this time sets us. Don't forget, he got to the start finish straight last time around, uh, not the start finish straight, dotting a her, and just lost out big time. Didn't, yeah. didn't seem to get a toe at Ooh. all, but now he's all but taking the 399 off the tail of that Porsche Cayman. This is the battle for the lead in Cup 3, 28th and 29th overall, but uh, super, super close. And uh, Baptiste Boudelier in the second of the core cars has dropped about uh, half a dozen, maybe more seconds off their tail. Through Vipperman, heading down towards Brunchen now, and this is a really, really torturous part of the track. The right-hander over the top of the brow, got to kick the car at the right-hand side of the road because the next left-hander comes up so quickly and the camber doesn't help you from halfway through there. Now plunging down into Brunchen itself, 
can use the paved area on the exit. Looks to me as though the 303 in second place. Well, we've seen Sindris Etzatz be here before. He's been here for a couple of laps now. So that's the better part of 20 minutes. He's been staring at the back of the 399 with the IMSA sticker right in the middle of the rear bump. Oh, there's a mistake by both of them there. They both did very well indeed to hold their cars on the circuit as they came through the ice curve and, uh, ice curve and through Flansgarden 1. Super quick through here. And you really just have to hang on and point the car to where you know the track is. You're looking over the top of the browse. You can't always see where the track is. But trust me, is what Chris Porritt said to me the first time he bravely sat in a car uh, going round through uh, the Norge Life Ring and Aston Martin. He said, trust me, the track hasn't moved since the last time you were here. So if you point it at where you know it was last time, it's still going to be there. And how right he was. And they've got a Porsche a Cup 2 car, one of the 911s coming up behind them. Now, this could put the cat amongst the pigeons. And that might be an opportunity to get a bit of a draft. Meantime, in second place, here's that battle. Valkenhorst and BS competition, the BS car, just out of the pits. Valkenhorst coming to the end of their stint. Yeah, Lauren Heinrich trying to fight back in the black and white car that's uh, tucked in behind the sister BMW. But uh, Christian Cron is trying to do his everything. It says number 03 in his windscreen. It should say 02. He's clearly second overall, but he owes us a pit stop, as does the race leading Williams. That was Sports. when they crossed the line. Audi. That was when they crossed the line. He would have still been in, in third. Yes, so entirely. The line. Yeah. Entirely so. So get on with it, says the sign at the side of the circuit. Christian Cronius knows he'd be coming in this time around. He has 17 laps on the board. So does the car behind. But Lauren Heinrich has served that third pit stop for BS competition. So should be good for second That's overall. And don't forget, he was catching the race leader as well. Well, the clock is counting down. It's just over, what, what, what we're talking, uh, 37 minutes to go in this race. I don't think he's got time, but what a gig. Uh, uh, Bruce, exactly what Lauren Heinrich doesn't want because he pitted early and he's trying to make up time now having said that Christian Cronius did that car's fastest lap of the race last time around a 52-4 which was three tenths quicker than the leader but I think there's more time in the Heinrich car and I think he's, he must be feeling he's being held up at the moment he will get the opportunity I think to go after the leader I reckon the leader step coming this time uh, around, uh, he's fit. he could go another couple of laps. What they might be gambling on here at Williams Esport is counting back from the end as the leader and basically going no tyres at the end. Remember, they did a seven, and then I think I said it was a five, five. didn't I? Uh, it was seven and five. Well, they could do, they're on five at the moment, so we know they can do at least another couple of laps for the leader and then just do a splash and stand still. Uh, for fewer seconds and less time and possibly not put a new set of tyres on to run to the end, Bruce. I think that's the East, the Williams eSports strategy here and they're being helped by Valkenhorst, really, slowing up Heinrich in the BS competition car. Indeed they are. Lauren Heinrich, his best lap time, 7 minutes 49.1 seconds. His last one, 7 minutes 52.4. So you're talking 2.3, 3.3 seconds slower. But don't forget he's further into the stint on those tyres. They didn't change tyres at their pit stop. And uh, this, they're going to be hoping, praying that the Walken Horse BMW with Christian Cronias comes into the pits this time around. They want it out of the way. It's another car up ahead. Is this going to be an opportunity for one to fumble and one to go on past? Cronias right to the edge of the, the circuit. Get, I think that might be the Get Speed car, one of the Get Speed cars that they're closing in on at the moment. Actually, if I could be dare to take... Oh, there's damage Ooh, on Audi. that car. It was an Audi, yeah, with big damage. So that car's been into the, the barriers. Um, if I dare take my eyes off 
the one screen I'm looking at at the moment I could have zoomed in on my track map but I thought it better not to no. I think I'm missing something <laughs> oh dear down to Brunchen and again this area of the circuit almost impossible if you don't get help to get by that was a big dab of the brakes by Christian Cronius in second place and Lauren Heinrich on newer tyres albeit with a heavier fuel load will be cursing his luck here as the leader is coming towards the end of the lap some a minute and 15 seconds up the roads down to just under three tenths of a second between these two the gap just concertinering in and out two tenths of a second now as they head through this insanely quick serpentine part of the track through the second part of Flans Garden is there a chance down the inside over the bridge before the second carousel no there is not stay out the gravel on the right hand side now into the Kleiner carousel really much quicker than it looks that corner and both cars and both drivers taking every bit of speed they could now to the Gallows Head corner miss out the middle apex of that and then cut back to the right hand side got to get on the power nice and early but you cannot run on the grass and already the second place car of Christian Cron is starting to move around on the road looks like Lauren Heinrich Bruce is in the draft and just Ab dragging gently back towards it the question for me is is the Valkenhurst car going to pit this lap well he may have been passed already by the time they get there he made a slight mistake at Schwalbenschwanz and uh, profiting ever since then has been Chris, uh, Lauren Heinrich and uh, looked very easy in the end but Kronius hasn't quite backed out of it yet now he's going to have to he's on the wrong side of the track but uh, again it just showed how strong a toe you can get up uh, through Dottinger Her and very very good from Lauren Heinrich but don't forget he's the quicker driver at this stage in the race and will that BMW from the white red and blue one dive into the pitch? No. no it's not so it made it even more important that that overtaking manoeuvre was Absolutely. completed by Lauren Heinrich Absolutely. looking to see what the gap is down to the race leader don't forget before the pit stops well of course it's, it's a lot at the moment it's 116 but the car leading Dominic Steib in the Williams Esports Audi has got a pit stop to serve I'm sure there won't be new tyres going on if there are it would be a disaster no they had them last time but uh, he's going to need uh, almost all of that advantage because Heinrich, yes, he's lost time behind Christian Kronos. He's now in front of Kronos in the white, red and blue BMW. So Heinrich should be able to stretch away. But I think those last two laps were very, very expensive for him. It wasn't a bad lap by Heinrich. That, you know, that was an outlap, which was 8.43, including the pit stop. But Kronos did a 7.52 and the leader did a 750 so effectively Heinrich did a 752 as well because he, he was tucked up the rear wing of, of that uh, the other BMW for pretty much all of that lap and I wonder if any chance has just disappeared the Williams eSports team seem to have played the strategy beautifully I wouldn't expect Dominic Steib to be taking tyres he's on lap 6 of a, a stint that will probably come to an end at the end of this one when he's completed uh, lap seven rather he's he's on now he's completed six laps uh, and I'd expect him to see him come in and then just have a what are we talking about uh, four lap dash to the end of the race yeah they had fresh tyres last time around in the pits for Williams Esports on their Audi the 109 car so I doubt they'll have them this time around and I think he should come out with about a 20-second advantage over Lauren Heinrich, because Heinrich 
could have had a chance to cut into it, but he got stuck behind Christian Cronius there. Did very well to get past, but I think that was an absolutely key moment for William Esports. And the driver in the virtual pits will be delighted. The driver who started that from pole position, uh, Sammy Matty Trogan, who has been the star of the race. Yeah, let me just see. Um, we're predicting five laps to go. Five laps to go now. Thanks to our timing screens here in the RSL broadcast booth. 32 minutes, call it nearly 33, so five more laps to go. Uh, now, you can't afford to get it wrong at uh, the Nürburgring, of course, because um, getting even nine-tenths of a lap here is not use, much use to you. And going on to the last lap and being told, uh, you're going to have to eat an extra lap out, mate. Nah. It's not going to happen, is it? Not when you've got 15-plus miles. Uh, Wolf Motorsports and Conor Carney has got uh, the course, another one of the course sim racing cars, the 403 of uh, Patrick Kabinji. Kabinji, I think is, is how you say that. Sorry, Patrick, if I've uh, mullered your name. Well, he's going through in that core car and does that pretty easily on the run. Uh, up to... Is that coming into the final part of the circuit, is it? And onto the Donegahoe? Yes, I think it is, yeah. So that was the the run coming up to Gallenkopf. So that was a change of position in TCR. Still being led, by the way. Let's do another rundown as we're heading into the last uh, half an hour. Uh, at Audi, uh, that Audi-dominated category. Joachim Frano still leads for full send racing. Uh, and he has got a good lead now over uh, Oliver Ackerman in second place in the T3 Motorsport. Yeah, getting on for half a minute, you're right. Six seconds further back is Martin Ashert for Schubert Motorsport. I'm just watching this battle for sixth again because it's on again and the core racing car has to give best in the drafting battle at Tiergarten. So that's Conor Karnick who's gone back into sixth, but is he heading for the pits? He's gone to the right-hand side. Are they both heading for the pits? No, they're just again trying to get a little bit of a draft in the core motorsport car. He's there, he couldn't see it for a moment. Dives out the driver's left, tries to go the long way around. Little kink to the left-hand side before you come into turn one proper. He's got position down there. That is a classic overtaking manoeuvre as he tries to do the over and under, but that was seen by Karnick, nicely done and blocked it out, but still the core car goes through as they head into the AMG arena. So that's your top runners in uh, Audi uh, RS3 LMS, the TCR class uh, in Porsche. Uh, 718, Marcus Dex from Sinvis sets us. They're still having their battle. There's six seconds between them, though, as Marcus Dex seems to have found a way to pull away after Sinvis sets us was sitting on his exhaust pipes for what two or three laps there in the course sim racing two machine that's a 303 teammate Carly Janssen is another 13 and a half seconds back in fourth position from Lucas Muller an ad hoc gaming car who's actually right there that's a battle for the last place on the podium uh, in the Porsche 17 class uh, Porsche 17 uh, the Porsche 718 class. Uh, Robert Klotz for Asher Racing by 17 seconds or the Sim RC Cup 2. Rob, uh, Simon Grossman in the 276. His team, uh, no, sorry, his teammates. A Sim Racing Academy car uh, is next up from Mario Juris in the 291. That's in the Porsche uh, Cup class for 911 Cup cars. At the head of the field, Dominic Stow has still got a, more than a minute and 15 seconds but owes us his final pit stop. Lauren Heinrich 
desperate to see what his next lap time is, Bruce, to see if he's been able to pull away from Christian Cronus. He's taken three seconds out of Cronus in the Valkenhurst car, who still owes us a pit stop as well. I'm looking to see who might benefit from this. Jack Sedgwick, you know, for the yep. HTP Windward car down in sixth. He might not get on the podium, but he's not going to be far off, is he? Well, he's going to have to watch because his challenge is coming from the car behind the Marla Racing Audi, Alex Serrano, don't forget that started outside of the front row. That uh, ooh, took five seconds out of him last time around. So Jack Sedwich, Sedwick in the HTP Motorsport Mercedes is on borrowed time. But in terms of who's made a third and final pit stop, he is the second best place of the cars that's done that. Don't expect that'll mean he'll get ahead of the Williams Esports Audi. He won't, barring disasters. And that has now come into the pit to make its final stop. Right. So Dominic Stive should stay until the end of the race, according to our notes. Uh... That, yes, agreed. Uh, yes, ag yes, agreed. Um, and, and he will only have, at the end of this lap, then a, a little dash. So that the key, what, what they've done here at Williams, which is very clever, is they have um, they've back-timed Bruce and basically split the race in half between the two drivers. Um, that did looks slightly odd with Sammy, Sammy Matty Trogan doing seven laps then five laps now Dominic has done seven laps and he will have I think five or four laps to go it just depends when he crosses the line and how, how much he can work that out but they're going to put enough fuel in to get him for that extra lap should it be required and he should get out shouldn't he he's out of the pits now and yeah, I don't think Heinrich's come through has he no he no. hasn't Lauren Heinrich hasn't come through. So, so long as they fueled that car with enough in it to get either four or five laps, depending on when he starts his last lap. It should lap. be 20 he, seconds, his advantage, or thereabouts. OK. It's um, waiting to be confirmed, but it typically it won't be confirmed, because, of course, it's a different point 25 at which you cross. 25 seconds. OK. That was 23. The 22. Ah, right, yep. OK. It's, it's going to be, yeah, because he's still getting up the speed, and Heinrich, of course, is coming through. So let's call it 22 and a half seconds now is what it's settled down at so certainly hasn't lost anything and you've got to say BS competition must be ruining getting stuck behind their not team car but another BMW Christian Cronius for Valkenhorst didn't help them out at all but he's now had to come into the pit and it'll be Jordi Fannin that'll take that car to the end and the question will be is how far up can the race union car well no they've got the stop so it's Phoenix so it's going to be Jack Sedgwick in the top 10 who's going to be the big winner here as some of the cars ahead surely have to do pit stops yeah I think the big question is who is going to get that final position on the podium will it be walking horse number 35 uh, BMW let us see but that now almost all of the front runners bar the Phoenix racing eSport green Audi that Kevin Falk now, he, as I say, he hasn't made his pit stop. Yes, he has. He's come in to take right, that well, third that's final just, pit stop. Well, that was Richard Westbrook who started the Phoenix car. Then Rockenfeller did a stint. So it was 7-6-5 for Kevin Volk. Now, what I haven't got is who takes that car to the end. And will it be Kevin Volk who stays in it? Or will that be changed? Um, I think the only other person who can go uh, there after Jack Sedgwick is Alex Arena should be able to go as well because he stopped a couple of laps ago so he should be able to go to the end as well so the question now is um, what, what, last lap for Dominic Stad by the way including his pit stop a 7.54 that's extra ah that's because he's beyond the start Correct. line so his yeah. next lap will show the pit stop on it as well yeah and that car still of course has the, the best lap of the race 7.47.8 so if you're at home and you are 
you know, a, a hobbyist, which none of these people are on the Nordschleife. 7.47.8 in race conditions is what we had uh, uh, earlier on for that 109 car. Yeah, that was set very early in the race. And, of course, at that point, the driver at the wheel of the 109, William Esports Audi, that Sammy Matitrogan, was on his own. He was putting out three seconds a lap on it anybody else he set that before he started getting into lapping the cars from the three junior classes the cup two Porsches the cup three Porsches and the TCR Audis but uh, he was doing fast lap after fast lap after fast lap remarkably good drive so whether now, you're Marvin, go ahead oh, sorry, go no, no, no no go Okay, there's lots of traffic there. Marvin Otterback has got plenty of company. He's got the BMW that Christian Cronius exactly right. had right on his nose, and that's weaving around all over the place, trying to get some uh, some grip as they get past one of the TCR Audis. But uh, you've got to find your gap. There wasn't a gap there. So that's Jordi Fannin in third position in the number 35 Falcon Horse car. Now he's just out of the pits, and he's trying in the Total car to go around the. Is that the 466? Yes, it is. Uh, and that is the Scuderia Augustenberg Brühl car. With, I think that should be no dirt at the end of the race in that car. But that was an interesting moment for Jordi Fannin, who yeah, has just taken over third position. Marvin Otterback not able there to capitalise in the race union SP9 car. No, he shouldn't in terms of uh, normal pace. Jody Fannin ought to be quicker, and he's certainly right on it as soon as he's taken over the car. And I heard at the start of the show that he does six to eight hours on a sim on a regular day. Right. So uh, he races on the circuit in real life and uh, practices the heck out of it whenever he can. And clearly that's looking very good in third place. Now, keeping an eye on what Lauren Heinrich is doing lap time-wise. He's not really gaining. He's 20, he was 22 and a sec, bit seconds behind the race leader, Dominic Stibe, and remains that far behind. So, and not the making the splash he had to. At the moment, I'm my computer is predicting three laps to go. And that takes into account the pit stop that's just been made by the Williams Esports. So, they really were just going for a splash at the end of the race it will be a very short run indeed no need to put a new set of tyres on so they'll have been stationary only for the time it took for the requisite amount of fuel remember you don't have to fill full every time you, they will have selected how much fuel and therefore how uh, long they were stationary uh, I think it's about 1.95 litres per second the, the fuel fill I didn't check the regs for that so my apologies for that if I've uh, pulled that out the back of my mind somewhere and that's the, the wrong number but uh, that's what will have been the deciding factor on how long that car was in the fit pits let's take a, a look and give a, a note to one or two of the drivers further down the field Maximilian Fritz is sixth for the team Heusingfeld uh, 301 car in their Porsche GT4 Philip Hagner for Zorg Rensport in seventh. Elegant isolation. Then the WS E Motorsports, Kevin Rembart, just uh, heading out the Kleiner Carousel. Meantime, at the front of that class, Marcus Deck and Sindra Satsas, who give us, Bruce, just a stunning two or three laps a little while ago. Still first and second, but at the moment, the bright orange Sim Racing Channel Black 399 car seems to have won that battle 
It does. He's opened out a half, a half a dozen seconds advantage, whereas before it was a tenth of a second. But uh, bouncing over the curb through Tiergarten at the very end of the lap, Marcus Deck is surely heading for victory in uh, the Cup 3 racing class. I can't class. believe you've just said that. I like to say things like that. It's great fun. Oh, dear me. Well, Sim Racing Channel Black, if the curse of the commentator is put on you and anything happens in the next 21 minutes, then uh, go and see Bruce Jones. Remember, it wasn't me that said that. Are those clouds just getting a little thicker? Perhaps that will change the track temperature. Still holding steady at around about 23, 23 and a half degrees Celsius. The air temperature uh, through the course of this 90 minutes has barely changed at all, sitting around 18, 18 and a half Celsius. Uh, Cup 2, the Porsche class, led by Simon Grossman for SimRC. And they've had a cracking run. Uh, Asher Racing in second. They've been there or thereabouts. And so has Sim Racing Academy. Mario Giri. Has Mario driven all of that race? All of the race himself? You can, um, but you have got to notify the... Um, got to notify the organisers that you're not doing a change yeah he has yeah, he was so Mario Jury of... has done the whole race himself uh, Martin Ash has done half of the race and Roberts took over from him in the second place car Claudius Veed did the first two stints 14 laps and Simon yeah he's Grossman's the only been. one doing, a, doing the whole race wow the whole field. Uh, that, that's doesn't, doesn't very like to share well yeah. you know well you know that's, that is the beauty uh, I suppose you can do that full send racing they've uh, had a good run in the 485, that sort of uh, matte black and highlighter pen green Audi colour scheme. And it's Joachim at the wheel of that. But what a race it's been for that team. They've uh, pulled out a decent re Steen Ledger, uh, Ledger uh, who started that. And they split that race pretty much down the middle. But the battle for the third place of the overall podium... Uh, is still going on, Bruce. We said that that was getting a bit tasty, and it certainly is now. Three-way battle. So Jack Sedgwick uh, having to be very... Oh, got a BMW off the side of the circuit there, rejoining. Was that Jody Fanning yes, just going was. to the side? Yes, it oh, was. Dear. So he's suddenly shuffled down the order. In fact, he, he's probably lost about three positions with that. He was running third under pressure from Jack Sedgwick, but Sedgwick up to third. Marvin Otterback, the race union... Audi up to fourth and Alex Arana up to fifth. He's had a long old double stint and he's coming towards the end, but well, he's gained position and Fan in there was at the front of the group and now he's back three positions to sixth overall. Otterbach surely needs to give us another stop. Uh, Otterbach is now on his... Oh, I'm looking down the field, so... 19th lap. Uh, he's on his 20th lap, 19 on the board, and he's only done two pit stops, that car. Yeah, so six laps on the stint. It'll be seven this time around. He might get one more. I can't see him getting another three laps, which is what you're going to have to do from here, depending on when the leader crosses the line. So a little mistake there by Jody Fanham costs him a place on the podium. He'll get one of those back, as Otterback does indeed peel off into the pit lane. Sedgwick then, as I suggested... They might. HTP Winwood played the long game, did their last pit stop first. I fancy, you know, that they were watching that carefully, Bruce. And HTP Winwood, uh, with uh, uh, Christian Horn Ardle running the real world team, and uh, uh, Bryson Russell Ward involved now. Well, that's the Winwood side of it, and uh, Christian running the, the team out in Altendates in Germany. I fancy they got Jack Sedgwick out into a bit of clean air. Uh, oh, 
after that last pit stop and he was able to put some quick laps in because he has made up time all right he's i said he wasn't going to challenge for the lead but at the moment he is on with a chance at least of a podium sits in third with arana sitting in behind him and we've got just under 17 minutes to go the nurburgring round two with the nls powered by vco so a clever bit of strategy i reckon there by htp and jack now has got to bring that car home yeah it's a car that started in sixth place in the hands of philip ellis but he wasn't having any of that so by the exit of the first corner it was up into second place past philip engs uh, bmw could do nothing about the william d sports audi um, but uh, gradually through the, that first hit, fell backwards. But it's been there or thereabouts all meeting. And I think the thing is that crew has not made a single mistake in the race. That's why Jack Sedgwick is trying to bring the 48 Mercedes home in third place. Was presented with the position by Jody Fannin going wide and losing three places on the track in the 35 BMW. That's back to, to fifth place overall. But it's the car in fourth that the one, is the one that catches my attention because Alex Arana has been going very, very well indeed and is quicker. Last, at the last few laps and Jack Sedwick may be able to close him down but uh, he's got to make no mistakes the number two Mercedes Philip Noller get speed in seventh a great little battle right on the tail now of uh, Kevin Falk the Phoenix Racing Audi that's the car that he shared with uh, Mike Rockenfeller was in it before him and Richard Westbrook of course started that gold uh, Audi and that is the battle for the sixth place overall and in SP9 Yep, I, I but should... there is a but the get speed car has only had two pit stops still owes us one so it's an artificial position i'm afraid that will be tumbling outside the top 10 that red mercedes had a little bit of a setback early in the race and uh, just hasn't been there or thereabouts but can, will fall further can they do eight laps if they can do eight laps then no i don't think uh, no if they can do eight laps they can go if they can do eight laps but they haven't so far they did two seven lap stints with westbrook and rocky but maybe Kevin, then Kevin did a six. And now can Kevin do an eight lap to finish it off? I, I wonder, I wonder if there's a little bit of fuel saving going on. Yeah, it's, it's the get speed car that uh, owes us a pit stop. That's uh, just moved ahead. Ah, but sorry. Well, maybe there is fuel saving. But anyhow, we will see. But you'd have expected those ones to be going the other way. So uh, there, Kevin Falk losing a little bit of track position. Up front, though, after the, pit, the final pit stops, Dominic Stive leading race by about 22 and a half seconds. It's 22.8 seconds. So all the efforts of Lauren Heinrich coming to naught and they'll still be cursing, get, losing position behind another car, having to get, run third instead of second get, when they wanted to be chasing. Get speed have gone through that number two car. Uh, Philip Nollett, sorry, I, I gave you the wrong name. It is Philip Nollett. He's done six laps now. If he can eke eight laps out of that bright red AMG then I reckon he'll probably go to the end with the gap that he is behind the leader. He might be able to go to the end from there. It's going to be touch and go. Well, drive to the flag now for those of you watching the pictures. The battle for third position just won't stop. Jack Sedgwick for HTP Winwood in the dark-coloured AMG. Uh, Mercedes GT3 has got the Marla Racing team Number 186 Audi right up his exhaust pipes. Alex Arana has been turning some very impressive sector times uh, in the last few minutes. And in this dash to the chequered flag, both of those cars have finished their pit stop cycles. It was a pretty snazzy move by HTP Winwood. They've got Jack 
out into some clear air and as the car stopped ahead that car has wound up in the final podium position but Jack's got to bring it home from here we are predicting with 13 and a half minutes to go two laps to go for the leader the question will be there are a couple of cars behind uh, this battle and certainly behind the battle for the podium who have only done two pit stops most notably Philip Nollet in the Vodafone team get speed car in sixth position he's in a cracking battle with Kevin Volk in the Vod in the uh, Phoenix racing car but he's already done six laps we haven't seen anybody do more than seven in one of the SP9 cars yet but I was suggesting to Bruce a moment or two ago that they might want to risk it and see if they can eke one more lap out maybe he's been doing a bit of fuel saving no fuel saving required for third and fourth and Alex Arana has a sniff of the podium I don't think he's going to get further up than third Bruce Jones but uh, as they are battling on the far side of the circuit out in the country he's definitely well, if he's not got one foot on the podium he's shuffling nice and gently towards it yeah, well, that card was the one that sort of rolled the dice first in going for a fresh set of uh, fresh, fresh set of tyres, the Marla Racing Team Audi, and it's been catch up ever since. It fell down to 13th position, very nearly up to third now, but the clock is not its friend. Ten minutes to go until the chequered flag can be unfurled. And the gap between first and second, by the way, remains at 23 seconds as they go out of dotting her up towards Tiergarten at the end of another lap, but looking very, very good for Dominic Steib and the Williams eSport team. But in behind, well, you've got to make sure the space on the track. A bit of front-end damage on the Marla car. Alex Arana maybe got too close, or maybe it's just the light as they go between the trees. But that's the battle looking backwards from the HTP Winwood Mercedes. Jack Sedgwick holding on to third place. Just got to make that car as wide oh. as he possibly can. A BS competition in the pit lane. Oh, in the pits. Lauren Heinrich from second place. Now, that I was not expecting. That was only a, let me see, three-lap stint. So is that some kind of damage or a, an issue? Have they been called in? And why? Cedric goes wide, coming out of Schwalbenschwanz and into the Kleiner chicane, uh, the Kleiner carousel, excuse me. He loses third position, thinks about going up the left-hand side of the track and trying to get it back. But Marla Racing Team get into third position for the moment through Galenkopf with traffic ahead and on to the long Dottiger Hur. Smart move and the TCR Audi keeps out of the way. A little bit of a toe there for the first part of the straight. Dottiger Hur has been passed now and uh, certainly very good move there by Alex Arana up into third overall which effectively will will it become second overall because of course the BS competition no straight out again straight out again straight out oh yeah 29 and a half seconds at standstill 52.9 seconds in the pit lane. What was going and, on? And there? Hold on, the Mercedes just gone back past. Jack Sedgwick has just towed its way past wow. Alex Arana. I didn't expect that. Well, if you're going to make a mistake, the corner before the Kleiner carousel isn't the worst one to do it on. You gather yourself up through the Kleiner carousel, take a deep breath, make sure you get the perfect line through the gallows head turn, and then you've got an opportunity to go back by again on the Dottinger Hall, which is what Sedgwick did, and he hugs the pit wall, trying to make it more difficult for the Audi to go around the outside into turn one, and that's exactly what Aranas tries to do. Now, can he get his nose down the left-hand side into the AMG arena? He can, they're side by side. Can't afford a touch here. Absolutely side by side. The Audi is in the best position now with a left-hander coming up in the second part of the arena. Can Sedgwick stay alongside for the right-hander coming up? He cannot and drops behind. Careful not to run out too far 
Track limits there is something that's always looked at. Remember, it's only the short version of the Grand Prix circuit. So they're down through the gearbox and into the right-hander. The first of the hairpins that can be used on the Grand Prix circuit. Now the quick blast up through the chicane and then back towards the Nürburgring Nordschleife with nine minutes remaining. Oh, this is going to be tight. The leader, of course, some minute and 16 minute and 18 seconds in fact more than that two minutes ahead of these guys there's going to be one more lap after this one unless Dominic Stieb slows right down eight minutes and 50 to go and he's got a huge lead if the team can give him some news on that he may not have to do another lap if he can time his run across the line he may not have to do another lap but it looks like he will, and if he does, that means everybody starting a lap now will have to as well. And that could be one lap too many for some of the teams further down the field. Now, what happened to what happened to that Mercedes, the Get Speed Vodafone car? Did that stop last time around? It didn't, unless I've gone completely mad. I'm just scrolling down looking for no, that it did, it at did. the time. Yeah, it Fabian did, okay. Schiller stopped. So he's now done three stops. So the gamble for them didn't pay off so Schiller had to make that little splash and go at the end and uh, Schiller back in the car for the run to the flag so Schiller started and did seven Philip Nuller did uh, seven and seven and then he's pitted and handed over to his teammate to do the glory lap or laps maybe a couple of laps they're still are they still just on the lead lap yes they are they're the last car uh, of the GT3s on the lead lap now Jack Shatewick still in fourth position was in third this one and we reckon one more the has anyone else led but Williams Esports I don't think they have Bruce have they yes yes someone whoever pitted last in the first round of pit stops ah yes some picks that's done some did seven I can't the state could be think, because it might be the, the uh, one of the Phoenix racing Audi's at the top. Uh, no, I tell you, the racing Audi now. I'm very impressed. Longest, Florian Bodan went up from eighth place to first. Ah, very well remembered. Did you write that down? No. <laughs> I'd have lost the note if I had. <laughs> very good. Brace Jones has been with me, John Hangdell, for this second round of the NLS, the Nürburgring Langstrecken Series, powered by VCO, the virtual competition organisation, and we are maybe one more lap to go. It will all depend, with six and a half minutes to go, where the leader, when the leader, crosses the line. If he's at racing speed, there will be one more lap. Uh, He's got a decent... I don't know what you do. I mean, he's got fuel. I suppose it doesn't matter for Williams A-Sport. But with a minute and 16 seconds, he could slow right down and try and time himself crossing the line. Lauren Heinrich in second for BS competition. Slightly, perhaps, ruining getting caught up behind Valkenhorst Motorsport for a lap when they came out. That was their first lap out of the pits, wasn't it? When they really had rolled the dice to try and get the performance advantage running into the last few laps and it was negated by being behind the Valkenhorst car whilst they were at the end of their stint in the classes well there's been good battling all the way through hasn't there Bruce as we kind of expect 
Uh, fastest lap for Core Sim Racing in the TCR class is the sixth place car at the moment. The 403, that was an 8.45. They're sitting in sixth. Fifth is T3 Motorsport, the 471. Fifth is. Uh, fifth, sorry, was the T3 Motorsport. Fourth is the Phoenix Esport Red Team, the 405. Then .xe Esports, Dennis Needhart at the wheel of the 468 to the end. Martin Ashett for Schubert Motorsport TCR. But it's been a story in TCR of full send racing who've done the job best for the front wheel drive touring cars. In the 718 GT4 Cup class, it's Core again with the fastest lap. Uh, this for the number 304 car in third position in it, 31-1. There are just three seconds behind their teammates in the 303 car, Sindra Satsas, who really put some pressure on the leader about 10 minutes ago, a little bit more than that perhaps, uh, but wasn't able to make the pass. But it's still only four seconds that Marcus Deck has as an advantage for Sim Racing Channel Black over the rest of the field in the 399. The well, we are going to get one more lap, John, because coming up to the end oh, of yes. that, Dominic Steib, he's sitting on a lead of one and the course is what, one minute, 15 seconds, one minute, 14 seconds, but that's enough to get onto the final lap with uh, two minutes remaining. Yeah, he, he couldn't he couldn't have slowed back. I'm, I'm showing four minutes uh, on my timing, but... Uh, Two minutes fifty-nine, two hours fifty-nine on that one. Two different clocks. So, yeah, same uh, as same uh, as mate. Anyway, this yeah, is the last lap. Yeah. This is definitely the last lap uh, that they are going on to now. Uh, so he couldn't have slowed down because he couldn't have eaten up enough time, even if he'd used up all of that one minute thirteen. Uh, so Porsche 911 Cup then. Uh, it's been a decent battle as well, but Asha Racing have been very impressive, and they'll finish just outside of the top ten. Overall, with Robert Klotz bringing the 227 car home ahead by 18 seconds at the moment of the SimRC Cup 2 team. Simon Grossman at the wheel of the 276 for the run to the chequered flag. And Mario Yuri has driven solo for Sim Racing Academy Red in the 291. Fabulous Ironman stint there from, uh, from Mario. And at the top of the field, Dominic Stibe took over the Williams eSport car from his teammate who qualified on pole position Sammy Matty Throgan they've barely been headed only in the pit stop cycle as Bruce said their lead a comfortable minute and 12 seconds that would be comfortable anywhere you know I've just said that and I've realised that would be comfortable anywhere except the Nürburgring Nordschleife still back markers still battles to have to pass and that is where the decision making has to be absolutely spot on Lauren Henrik uh, Heinrich for BS Competition will bring the number 189 car home at the moment in second place and has a 31 and a half second race to Alex Arana for Marl Racing Team. But they've still got a battle with Jack Sedgwick refusing to give up. He's dropped back a couple of seconds but still has an eye on the podium. Top six made up by Kevin Volk for Phoenix Racing and their team car with Dan Longridge behind the wheel of the 14 and 5 respectively. That's your top six at the moment. What what an interesting race and the strategy I've got to say for the Williams team when Sammy Matty came in after just five laps in the middle of the race I wondered if they'd got that right Bruce they've not just got it right they've got it very right indeed well by the time he came in after the end of that 
shortened second stint. They already had such a comfortable advantage of over, over 20 seconds. That was something none of the other teams got to enjoy through the course of this race. They were sitting on a very, very useful cushion. And also, as Dominic Steib is on their books as one of their esports drivers, they know exactly what he can do. It's not like there's a great big performance drop-off. Uh, so it wasn't a great mystery in that. And they just had the ability to, to call the race as they wanted to. But certainly the spade work was done by the, the Finn who started Sammy Matitrokan and they had the luxury of uh, sending Dominic Stieb out to finish the job. He's being cautious here around the final lap. No need to take risks. What, what was it? One and one minute, uh, 14 seconds, the advantage over Lauren Heinrich's BMW. He's got to bring it home from here. I know you don't like me saying that, but that's all he's got to do. <laughs> I'm, I'm still pointing the finger, the real finger, as well as the virtual finger uh, at Brace Jones, if anything goes wrong if this has been your first foray into watching spectating on sim racing we hope that you've been converted or at least we'll give it another shot in a couple of weeks time when round three comes once again from the Nürburgring Nordschleife the Nürburgring Langstracker series absolutely mirroring the real world series all of the races through the year running on the Nürburgring Nordschleife with the shorter version of the Grand Prix circuit attacked onto it for a tad over 24 kilometres or 15 and a bit miles the screaming four-cylinder Audi is what you can hear in the background of our leader excuse me this ten-cylinder Audi is what you can hear in the background from our leader Dominic Stav through the Bridget Adnan now heading up towards the right-hander at Bergwerk he'll take that left-hander first a little kink seems nothing when you look at it in the track map but really needs to be driven now through Bergwerk down through the gearbox rolls the car through there not even using the exit curves now Sammy Matty Trogan started this car and Dominic's bringing it home he'll know he's got a lead he does not have to take any chances at all here and what he needs to do now with half the lap completed is just stay out of trouble still enough sunshine to cast shadows and it's just 22 degrees on the track it's barely changed from the start of the race went up a little bit in the middle hour and then it's dropped back again 18 degrees celsius for the air temperature as dominic comes to the right hander at the bottom of the run to the carousel the question that he will be asking his team and he will be in competition uh, he'll be wanting to know how the track looks ahead. He's got a little bit of traffic ahead of him, but not too much. As he now can start to pick his way through some of the other classes. Bruce Jones, uh, we've seen a three-hour race here, which relatively accurately very accurately indeed has mirrored the three-hour competitions that we're used to seeing three and four-hour competitions it's been won with a team by a team who've had two very equally matched drivers who've had pace and who've matched their strategy to the pace of the drivers par excellence absolutely so and uh, I, suppose, I suppose one thing that takes takes makes it different from a regular round of the of the Nürburgring uh, the, the NLS is, is the fact that we only have the four classes of racing which does make it less complicated it makes it clearer for teams to see exactly where there are going to be gaps on the track yeah around about 100 cars fewer than we normally have yeah exactly I just want to pick out I had a quick look back to the uh, 
the Porsche 718, the Cayman Cup class, that's Cup 3, and it's down to just three seconds between first and second, and it's core sim racing still in second position, but now it's not Sindri Setsas, it's his teammate Carl Janssen, who's left it very late, but he's hunting down Marcus Deck. Let's see where they sit at the end of the race, which is coming up very soon, because as we can see, looking at the main screen, the race leader is getting towards, he's three-quarters of the way around the final lap, 23rd and final lap, and Dominic Stein stroking home. One minute, 13 seconds to the good, but still battles, as I said, being fought in the two, in the three junior classes, most notably in the Cup 3 class. Miles Cook at RSL underscore studio. I've really enjoyed this fascinating broadcast, I even took you for my one walk of the day via the RSL audio player. It was like motorsport hadn't gone away. Credit to all. It doesn't matter whether it's full-size real-world racing, scale-scale real-world racing, or virtual racing. As far as we're concerned, here at RSL, the Radio Show Limited network of channels, whether the competition is big, small, or virtual, it's still competition. The racing is still real on whatever platform we find ourselves. And hopefully we've managed to convey that. The skill levels of these drivers is off the scale and it's been an almost perfect run pole position and then pretty much every lap at the end of the lap they've been leading they have not been challenged and Williams team eSports come through weaving side to side Dominic Staub finishes off the work that his teammate and pole sitter put in earlier on Sammy Matty Trogan and Dominic Staub for Williams eSports wins round two of the NLS series powered by VCO and even some donuts at the end of the race. Let's take some final thoughts from Bruce Jones. What an enjoyable way to spend three hours. I really, really admire not only the way this virtual racing has been developed and the accuracy of the cars and the images, but also the way they were raced. Really clean, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. And uh, real racing has gone away for a while and I think it's a very, very good stand-in. And I think it obviously continues alongside when the racing continues again. Marcus Deck just coming through to win the Cup 2 class after all that. But really, really enjoyed it. Thanks, John. Uh, let's quickly give you a rundown as the Sim Racing Channel Black do take that win. Pressure put on Marcus Deck for the middle part of his stint. And the 399 car has come through to take that category. It'll be Robert Klotz and Asher Racing that win the Porsche 911 Cup class. And barring any issues on the final lap, it will be full send racing with an 18 second lead at the moment. But who should come through? And Jorging is running nicely. It's uh, Robert Klotz for Asher Racing in the 227. Well, he's got a bit of track to himself at the moment in the black Porsche. As he comes through, he'll be finishing in a couple or three minutes. Just looking at the top of the timing screen to see who's come through and been confirmed 23 laps completed BS competition finished a minute and 12 behind the leaders took 3 seconds out the leader on the last lap but really didn't have the pace today maybe didn't quite get the strategy right either, they took a chance on their last stop but came in a little bit earlier Arana, Alex Arana anchoring a good run for Marla Racing Team to get them on the podium just five seconds ahead of Jack Sedgwick. HTP Winwood played the strategic game as well, but Jack with a tiny mistake a couple of laps from the end. Would he have been able to hold on even without that? I'm not sure. So, 
that's your top four. And still pitting as the 109 leader, Dominic Stibe, continues to burn out the tyres. You can't get tooled off from your team chief, of course, for over-revving the engine or anything. Still waiting for Asher Racing to come through. And he's just taking things very easy at the moment. He's about halfway round the lap. I'm also keeping an eye on the TCR category as well. The glorious sound of a flat six of Robert Klotz and Asher Racing who will take the Porsche Cup class. Meantime, full send racing. Congratulations to them. They're a little bit further round the lap. And 485 black and bright green. Audi RS3 TCR will win in that class that uh, looked very competitive early on and we did have that line Bruce of five Audis which uh, got broken up and I think there must have been something there that happened uh, towards the end of the race because we lost a couple of those those front runners we, we did I mean it, what, what was clear was that Full Send Racing had the best balanced uh, driver lineup, started by Dean Ledger then Joachim Franosch brought it home that got them clear by 18 seconds at the end of the race but uh, Certainly the rest were very closely matched, but I think they suffered when the, the SP9 cars came through. That broke them up, and a few of them yes. ran a little bit wide. And in the final stints of the race, we saw I saw in the background of shots quite a few of the TCR cars trying a bit of uh, lawn mowing at the side of the circuit. So that won't have helped them too much indeed. But for full-set racing, the 485 car, really, really good race to victory for them. We're going to try and get a word uh, with one or both of the winning drivers from Williams Esports at the top of the championship midweek motorsport next week we will get at least one of them for our VCO victory circle interview that we'll play in midweek motorsport on Wednesday we're going to try and get can't promise that at the moment they might have uh, logged out and have other things to do but we want to see these last two class winners home it'll be the Audi that comes home but first of all and as I say, that was shaping up to be a cracking run. Just got uh, about a couple of minutes on this lap for the Audi. And for, for once, the TCR car with pretty much the place to himself. And this is a glorious feeling in some respects. He knows there'll be no faster cars coming round to pass him now. His team will have told him that, but he still can't afford to drop it. He's got to get this car home at the end of the race. He'll come home ahead of the Martin Ashett team in second place. I'm just checking to see if they're on the same lap. I think they are. And Dot XE Esports will be in third place. And they were, yes, all on the same lap. So there is still a bit of pressure for the leader there in the full send racing Audi. And with one of the 911 2 cars coming round behind, he needs to just let that car go. No sense in fighting there. We have seen strange things happen on final laps before. Yeah, beautiful. Out of the throttle and lets the faster Porsche go through. Very smart driving from Joachim. Kim. 
Yeah, yeah and the car, that, the car that just passed him, 271, that's a T3 motorsport car, isn't fighting for position, so no. No, neither of those drivers needed to take a risk, and Philip Myshine going around the outside, but uh, yeah, very sensible indeed uh, from the TCR racer there, just bring it home. Just the Dottiger Hua and the Tiergarten then between Full Send Racing and the top step on their podium, and uh, Steen Lejka started that race, did a cracking job, made sure that they were in with a shout for the second half of the race, and that's all you can ask. Cars in pristine condition. There were one or two of the TCR cars who were taking a few chances earlier on, and coming in to contact with the barriers. But the full send car looks absolutely pristine. The back wing is straight. Three quarters now before we can definitely say that that's number 485 Audi RS3 TCR is the winner of the TCR category. Here he comes now onto the start finish line. And that's a good run home for them. Second place will be the uh, Schubert Motorsport, Mark Nashid car, then the Dot .exe Esports. They've just gone through now, and we wait for the Porsches and their winners to come through. We've had the Cayman through, and there's the 20, 227, the Asher Racing car. Robert Klotz brings that home ahead of the Sim RC Cup in second place, and those were the only two cars on the lead lap there. Sim RC Cup car coming through just a few seconds behind Asher Racing AR on the side of there and the 227 then wins that class for the Porsche cars let's take a quick look at the final results and remind you of what happened at the sharp end of things with Williams Esport winning by over a minute at the end from BS Competition and the Seoul BMW the BMW meet uh, in the Audi Bread, Marla in third position. HTP, the first of the Mercedes-Benz, Jack Sedgwick trying to hold on to third position in the end after some nice strategy. And then a bevy of Audis from Phoenix Race Union and the second Phoenix car before the Mercedes uh, and the other champs coming through at the end of the top ten. Outside the top ten, not uh, not necessarily uh, easy runs for all of these. They are class positions, by the way, not necessarily overall positions. Uh, there were some problems further down the field for some of the SP9 cars. As far as the classes are concerned, we waited to see all of them come through as well. And uh, the leading Porsche coming through in 11th position overall by just 15 seconds at the end from the Sim RC and then the Sim Racing Academy with Mario Yuri, remember, uh, running on his own for the whole of that race. At least uh, that was what the timing said. Uh, Pro Dino Racing were up there uh, at one stage but couldn't make the podium ahead of H2 Performance in the top six made up by Rev Match Esports. The Cayman GT4 class, well that was a good battle as well wasn't it, at times we had three and four of those cars tracking each other around the circuit and eventually in Cup 3 that was won by Sim Racing Channel Black, Marcus Deck uh, pulling out to, oh and there was a change at the end, the second core racing team lost second position Carly Janssen gets ahead of Sindra Satsa, so the two core cars switching round on the last lap ahead of Ad Hop Gaming there 
uh, on the uh, fourth uh, place just off the podium. And the TCR results we have already given you, just to confirm uh, that the TCRs, uh, that was a great win from the 485 machine. Let's see if we can have a chat with some of the guys from the front of the field. Alex Arana, are you uh, are you able to hear us here from the Radio Show Limited booth? Alex, good afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. Great to have you here, Alex. Uh, good run for you and uh, a, a race that you were you were pleased with. Could you have done anything different? You were, we were strong at the end there. Yeah, we are not happy about the race because uh, our pace was really good and to fight for the win, but from the beginning we got cut on the start, uh, we lose two places and from that uh, the race was so much complicated for us, we got some damage also from from a GT3 car and from that uh, it was a difficult race because we lacked some top speed and, and in the end we, we reached the podium and to be honest we are not really happy. But you know it's racing sometimes. What was the uh, what was the strategy? Um, was it a, a stint and a half on the tyres all the time, or did you change tyres at each stop? No, we didn't change tyres in the first stop because we think that it was better for the strategy traffic-wise. But we got damage on that stint, and the race was almost over, or at least the fight for the win for us. So. Okay, you're not going to be happy, Alex. But getting third back at the end there, Jack made a little mistake. You were able to to uh, to, to seize on that. So third place after the problem earlier on was that as best as you could have hoped for? Yeah, uh, that was the best what we could achieve after the problems. So not really sad, but you know when you have pace to fight for the win, it's not that <laughs> an yeah. easy task. Yes, absolutely. Marla Racing Team, uh, Augustine. Canapino and Alex Arena. You back for the next round in a couple of weeks' time, Alex? Yeah, for sure, for sure. We will be even back stronger for the next race, so we are looking forward to it. Okay, mate. Thanks very much indeed. Bad luck today, but third after your problems earlier on. Oh, yeah, I can see the damage uh, on the car there. Thank you very much indeed, Alex Arenas. Uh, Third position there. Michael, can you... I haven't got TeamSpeak open here, Michael. Uh, That's uh, down in London, uh, I'm afraid. So can you just tell me who else is there in the waiting room, and uh, I'll be able to have a be, be able to bring them in. Um, uh, ah, we've got Steen. Hello, Steen. How are you? Hello, Steen. Can you hear me? Yep, got you. Steen, very well done, mate. Uh, win in the TCR class. You had to take the start. It looked pretty hairy at times there. Yeah, when there's a cup car that spun earlier on and then we had the GT3s coming on us and it, it got pretty hectic with focusing front, trying to keep up with the front three guys and watching the mirrors with all those GTs coming up on you. What's what's the key? Uh, front-wheel drive cars around the Nürburgring, you're the, the, you're the slowest of the classes. You've got excellent battles because effectively it's an all Audi class anyway. What's the key? Just keeping your nose clean and, and being there for your partner so that they can take it on in the second half of the race? Definitely keeping the nose clean is very useful. The start of this race, as you probably saw, was a lot of the front three of us were basically saving lots of fuel because the fuel time on these cars is really slow. Mm. So I jumped about four seconds in the stop just by saving a bit of fuel at the start and didn't lose any track position. So that's one big key of driving the TCR in general. And uh, win, very good. You've got to be happy with that. Are you doing the full season? 
Hopefully so. Keep coming back, see if we can get another win. All right, mate. Uh, all the best, uh, and uh, we'll speak to you another time. And hopefully, uh, you'll be you'll be back to to continue winning. And uh, best best to your dad as well. Who I know was tuned in watching today. Thanks. Cheers, man. Uh, so let's uh, have a word with Sindra Setsas next, please. If we might, Sindra, can you hear it? It's John Hindoff in the Radio Show Limited booth. Uh, yes, thanks for joining us. Yeah, hey, hello. mate, what a race. Uh, what a race you had. Uh, looks like you were going to finish in the lead. You ended up in third. First of all, what happened on the last lap? Your teammate got through. Yeah, I, um, my teammate picked up some damage in the first stint, so we were about 8 to 10 kilometers down on straight line speed. So we were sat talking to, to each other during the race, and uh, he uh, he went on four fresh tires at the end. Uh, I was on the two, and then the car in the lead was on no fresh tires in the end. So we just trying to hunt him down, and I knew with the damage we had that uh, he was going to fly by me on the straight uh, come that last lap anyway. So I let him go into the carousel, and hopefully I just hope that he could catch the leader and then maybe have a go at him but yeah that never happened so it was going to be p3 anyway in the end there with uh, how our car was but um, yeah it's just racing you gave us some fantastic entertainment uh, when you were right in behind uh, the leader um, marcus for sim racing channel black um, i think you must have followed him about an inch off his bumper it seemed for about three laps you must know every single decal on the back of that car i think he's got an imza sticker right in the middle of the rear bumper i noticed on that you must be sick of the sight of that by now are you yeah i did manage to pass it though so that was good but uh yeah it's uh it's actually so similar to the battle i had here in vln 9 last year and yeah it's just crazy racing to uh, be able to have that much fun it's uh good Best to you and the rest of the team. You're coming back in a couple of weeks' time? Definitely. All right, mate. Have a good one. Thanks for entertaining us. Yeah, thanks. Uh, let's say hello, if we may, to Philippe Eng, who is joining us. Philippe, can you hear us here in the radio show booth? Hello, gentlemen. Loud and clear. Excellent, Philippe. How are you doing, man? That was a fun, wasn't it? Oh, yes. I'm I'm completely done. Uh, it was so exhausting. <laughs> uh, it was one of the longest stints of my life. Uh, I was I was very very excited and it was very intense. Um, I was completely wet from sweat because it was just so intense and uh, with the pressure of uh, Agustin um, in the first stint and also in quali, uh, but it was super cool. Um, and I also watched the stream. It was super cool to watch and, and listen to you guys. So thanks for covering it. Oh, it's our pleasure. I think we got more right than we did wrong. Uh, it's the usual excitement uh, and overload of information on the, the Nürburgring Nordschleife. Nice to see the BMW Z4 back again in GT3 form as well. It's such a pretty car. It sounds great as well. Does it still race as you remember it? Well, um, I uh, joined BMW in 2016 when they so introduced the it. M6. Yes, yes. I, uh, unfortunately, I missed it. I only drove it once during a rollout last year. And I really asked for the rollout if I can do it because it's such an amazing car and I always followed it even when I was not the BMW driver uh, before 2016. So uh, at least I can race it in the virtual world. Yes, indeed. It looks a well-balanced car, actually. And, you, you, you know, you guys, did it, did it spoil your strategy when you got stuck behind the, the other BMW on your outlap at the end there? Um, no, not too much because we, we had enough margin um, 
to to the back uh, to P3, and uh, well, it was not very realistic that we could make up a lot of uh, time to P1, so it didn't really uh, compromise our race at all. So no, no problem. Good to have you on, mate. Uh, Please, you, you enjoyed it, and we'll see you for the next one in a couple of weeks' time. I hope so. Uh, thanks, thanks for for listening to what I what I just said, and uh, hope to see you again in real life very soon. Yeah, it'd be nice. Be nice when that happens. This will do till then, though. Philip Eng, thanks for joining us, mate. That's Philip Thank- Eng from BS Competition. Uh, let's go uh, back to the uh, Cup Three second position car. That's Core Racing. Uh, that was a. A position gained on the last lap from their teammates, as we've just heard from Sindri Setsas. Let's uh, let's go to the 3-0-4 car, and hopefully uh, Carl Janssen is listening to us. Carl, can you hear us? Yeah. Hey, Carl. Um, Well, second place in the end. Uh, You were in third when you started, I think, the last lap, but just couldn't get close enough to the leader. No, um, I gave it everything, really. Uh, was... Not much more speed I could get out of the car there, so I still think like the 20 seconds we, we gained in the last stint was uh, absolutely max we could do today. So, yeah, I mean, um, Cinder had a bit of damage on the side, so uh, he couldn't go as quick as us down the straights. Uh, so he kind of let me go there in the end uh, to try and catch up to the leader, but yeah, it was just too far away. Uh, obviously... Uh, it's a, a single manufacturer, single car class uh, with all the Porsches in there. Uh, it, I, I meant to ask this earlier on, actually. Is it open settings or you're all on um, a, 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 the same setup? No, we're all on uh, different setups. It's, yeah, uh, we're allowed to do whatever we want with the car, so, yeah. And, and did you feel that the car was good for you today? Did you have, I mean, it looked like the guys who were out in front had a really good pace. Syndra gave them a, a run for their money in the, the middle part of his stint, but just couldn't make one of the passes stick. Um, I think I think the car was the quickest today. Um, Baptiste have not had a lot of uh, driving on this track, so he did a great job with the limited testing he had, and I think it dropped us back a little bit. Um, but the, the car itself was amazing to so fast. Well, we've enjoyed it. You gave us some uh, great entertainment in in the GT4, the Cayman uh, GT4 category. Thanks very much for being with us, and hopefully we'll be talking to you again uh, in the next one in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, thank you, guys. So we've been through some of the guys. Our last one is Martin Ashett, who was second in TCR in the number 428. Martin, you still with us? Yeah, I'm there. Hey Martin, good to good to have you. Uh, we yeah, thanks. Had a really good battle in the the uh, the Audi TCR class as it as it is with all the uh, the RS threes there. Um, the the guys at the head of the field um, didn't have it all their own way. And at one stage, I think there was five cars line astern. That was a fantastic battle. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, that, that, that was a good battle. Only in the beginning we were not there. We uh, kind of messed up quality, so we were driving kind of in the back and. After that, we we try to to maintain the pace and we uh, yeah we catch up to the to the whole group uh, and some stuff happened. I don't know. I think uh, some crashes happened and mm. we moved up nicely into the field with uh, some good last stints from me. It all started to to happen when the leaders were coming through and um, I'm I'm not even sure what happened, but we lost a couple and, and things got spread out a little bit. What was the tire strategy for the TCR cars? <laughs> Do you have to change all the tires at every? at every stop or can you manage to get a, a couple of stints out of them 
Uh, we actually uh, uh, only do fronts on the whole race, so we drive with the rears uh, for the complete race. We only did the the, the one set of uh, rear tires, so two two tires on the front every time, and then uh, fueling up, and then we go again. <laughs> I like it. I like that. Well, it's Martin Haven, uh, a good friend of ours, and uh, sometimes speak, uh, particularly on the Nurburgring, always says, and he's. Uh, knows all about touring cars. He says the uh, rear tyres on a front-wheel drive touring car are just there to stop the exhaust from uh, scraping on the ground. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's a bit more than that, actually. Just the four classes uh, in the NLS powered by VCO this year. You are the slowest of the classes. Does that make the concentration levels even higher because you've got some of the quicker classes coming through from about halfway through the race? Yeah, it, it, it's... Uh... It's it's a challenge. We uh, always make sure we have a good spotter ahead, ah. and uh, and and uh, yeah, give a lot of information. Uh, Fabio and me, we uh, exchange a lot of information during the race, uh, especially when the GT3s are coming in. Uh, that the speed difference is high, so it does some uh, strategy management during the race, and that's uh, that's cool. Makes it interesting. Well, that's what I like about the slower class, at, uh, at least. So. Well, well done, and hopefully you can go one better in the next one. Thank you, Martin. Good to good to have you on, mate. Have a good weekend. Yep, same. Thanks. Brilliant stuff from the drivers and Michael as well back at the Nürburgring. Thanks to Tim Gray in London and to my core commentator, Bruce Jones. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time for another race from the NLS powered by VCO. Keep your eye open as well for every other Thursday when we'll be IMSA racing with a 50-car grid of IMSA drivers all in GT Le Mans machinery. But from me, John Heindorf, for the moment, thanks for joining us and have a good weekend. Bye-bye. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.